Welcome to Nano Brew the Podcast. Hello. Small <laughs> business shenanigans. Came in hot. <laughs> Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. That's because it's hot in here. It's, it's freaking is. hot in here. Yeah. We're podcasting from a sweltering jungle. Here at Studio One. We are all in the Petri dish here. <laughs> 150. <laughs> Whenever the sun is out on a, whatever the scales are of the sun, there's about 9,000 foot candles of power coming through the window right now. You learn it's phrases. Just a strict no air conditioning policy. <laughs> I have a no utilities policy. Yeah, period. I've been just waving a leaf at Jason for the last half hour. <laughs> we just pail water from the well in the back, the pump from the ground, a little wooden pail. I make Brian bring in one second. In. <laughs> yes. Wearing the leader hosen was his idea, though. Mm-hmm. Leader hosens are awesome. And I don't understand how that connects. But I, don't okay. either. I don't either, but they are super expensive. Yes, they are. Dynamite dropping. <laughs> Here at Nano Brew the Podcast, <laughs> we're talking about doing business on the nano scale. So small. How we do things here at Books and Brews. Come learn from us. Learn Lots from our mistakes. There's not many mistakes. Never. There's a lot of them. Never. Very Shut few. up, Brian. Learn from our successes. Many. Everything. We have a couple. Shut up, Brian. Speak for yourself, Brian. Hey, I'm just speaking the truth to our guests. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I messed up. <laughs> Uh, it was, me neither. It was about 30 <laughs> seconds ago, you told me to shut up because you're going to fucking pay. <laughs> Reminder, Nana for the podcast is rated earmuffs. We're going to say some bad words. Like, like you're going to fucking pay. <laughs> <laughs> and shut the fuck up, Ooh, Brian. We will say that. A lot. Goddamn. Goddamn. Uh, I said goddamn. Shit. You guys. Yeah. You all suck. That's... <laughs> Actually, words. probably all of the bad. We, we, yeah, we, rarely, we rarely go outside of those. That is run the gauntlet, as you. they say, <laughs> when it comes to naughty words. Yes. What are we? Who are we? We are the mullet of podcasts. We, we do are. the business in the front, the party in the back. Oh, yeah. But sometimes we crash the party in the front, mm-hmm. as you've already seen. Yeah. It's happened in the first 20 <laughs> seconds of today's shit. shit show podcast. So shit show the podcast, dude. We just make got rich. Has to have there's there's has to be a thing, yeah. Yeah, no, iTunes won't let us name this episode. Wrote it already. That's so right. We time copped it. Yeah. We're back in time. Already, we're already, already got a lawsuit pending. Yep. On the actual <laughs> 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 Looking pretty good in our oh, favor. Man. First, we're gonna do oh business. I thought first we introduced the gang. My name's Jason. I'm just go with it. Okay, fine. First, let's introduce the gang. My name is Jason. They call me the Funky Boss. They call me the Prez. They call me the Doctor. Sometimes, it, if you're in the know, you call me Snake Eyes. No one's oh, ever no. called you no. that. No. We're not they call know. me MC Pickles. Burr, 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 burr. I'm also here with Brian. I am the Time Cop. Mm-hmm. I am Moral Compass 5000. Occasionally. And I am Dr. Ham. Indeed. I'm also the Mike Spiker. Yeah. No. That's a I don't like it, though. Jury's the jury's still out. And, and, and Wario. Mm. Oh, he is Wario. <laughs> Wario. Uh, I feel like I'm forgetting. The pro- Did I say the problem? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> My name's Brandon. <laughs> OB, Ostrich Bites, the contender. Thank you. OB. I'm also here with Farron. Yo, I'm the five-foot assassin. I'm the serial killer. I'm the squirrel murderer. Murder your face. Murder. <laughs> 
murder your They face. all involve pretty serious crimes. Yeah. 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 I told you guys, I'm very cereal, You are legit fucked. And it's I'll, so I'll, hard to follow that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I would like yeah. to Sorry. submit for the jury exhibit D on <laughs> <laughs> Farron's animal murdering spree. <laughs> What's that? What's that? I mound of dead squirrels in your background. No idea. Not sure I've never seen a squirrel before. Let's go ahead. Oh, and those are chipmunks. <laughs> it's a concept name. My name is and the it, Squirrel Murderer. Yes. And it's the closet of stab cereal boxes. It's just a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just stab Captain Crunch yes. in the face. Over and over. I don't even eat the cereal. <laughs> She's what happened to the original it. Cookie Crisp. Crunch berries. Yeah. They, they got what they deserved. Uh, two kids saying, "Fuck you." <laughs> Stabs right there. I'm also here with Justin. Hey, Waka Waka. I'm Fozzie Bear. Tell you jokes both old and rare. The Foz. The Foz. The artist. The fuzzy one. The fuzzy oh, one. The fuzz. The fuzz and the fuzz. Oh, the fuzz. Oh, the, <laughs> the fuzz. It's just this like, oh, fuzz is here. it goes fair and like, I'm a murderer and me. It's like, I'm a plushed animal. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> well, Watch out. Beggars can't be The producer. <laughs> I, I better oh, not be producer. a plush squirrel. Oh, yeah. oh, the producer. I am the producer. Yes. Oh, you can be the squirrel healer. Oh, oh. Squirrel resurrector. Oh, just for Marin to murder him again? Just for Oh, you're face. so lucky I was in the area. Here, the squirrel's alive. <laughs> Stab the face. <laughs> Not anymore. It's like that dude from Green Mile. He had coming. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. All right. What are we going to talk about? Uh, <laughs> other than killing squirrels. What did, what did we do last time? at each other. I'm glad you asked. We're going to talk about old business. Oh. oh so old. Shit's ancient. We're going to talk about new business. The newest of new. New, new. shit. It <laughs> makes me laugh every time. <laughs> We're going to art your face. Art. It's art, eclectic. Art. We're going to give you our Wendy's beef of the week. Of the week. Date from the grave. Baconator. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to stump the brewer. Mm. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We're also going to do our guilty pleasure of the week. Ooh, bad boy. Stop it. You're so naughty. Naughty. <laughs> guilty. All right, let's do old business. Uh. Um, Oh, let's do double time. What? Ford Model T. H cheese. Silent movies. Sand. Black and white movies. Calling movies that weren't silent talkies. Windows 98. Windows 95. Old business. I'm going to put fun. that at half Apparently, speed for Also, you. old business is people checking on other people who are choking. I'm <laughs> fine, thank you. Yeah, no problem. I, 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 I assumed you were gone. You were I, goner for sure. I was pretty sure you pulled through. Yes. Yeah. I, was, I wasn't really worried about it. Wow, thanks. Last time on Mad Brew Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, was li- I was listening to the old podcast, and I kept hearing you do that. Now it's stuck in my head. It's like, you know how, you know how when... You listen to a record all the time that you're already singing like the next track, like one one is mm-hmm. happening. That might be lost probably in today's generation, right? With with MP3s, you can just pick it and you want it download. Time. Well, just, yeah, because you never listen to a succession of you're right of one record all the way through. It still happens to me from like mix CDs that I made. I like expect another song. Yeah, like speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah, like I was listening to Tribe Called Quest, and I just feel myself after one song and en- song ends. I literally don't have the song downloaded. Like I haven't listened to it since I was fourteen. Which and, album were you listening to? Uh, Low End Theory. Nice. And so the song Check the Rhyme. So after Check the Rhyme, I can't even remember the name of the song is after that. All I know is that go it starts going. Everything is fine. We're living in the city. Mm-hmm. It's like I can hear it in my head. You're like ready for it. Like exactly. tuning yourself. And then <laughs> it just doesn't happen. And then Fergie comes on or whatever's on my. Every time you come around, yeah. <laughs> oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> so, anyway, last time on the other podcast, what did we talk about? 
Besides Brand- all this nonsense. Brandon's the butcher, the Cleveland butcher. Oh, the butcher. That. Oh, that's right. The Cleveland butcher. The Cleveland butcher is definitely something that's on, like a, that's on yeah. Urban Dictionary. That's like already a thing. Oh, it's, it's, it probably also is on Urban Dictionary. Oh, yeah. That's probably something we should. I don't even want to know what it is. Yeah, I think just Google it. I think just Google the butcher. We'll just keep it to the butcher. Yeah. Or let's just pick another instrument, like the cleaver. Oh, cleaver, that's pretty good. Yeah, nice. Dude, the cleave? The, the Cleveland cleaver? Oh, leave, it, leave it to cleaver? Oh. <laughs> that, that would be such a good... Oh, it was already copyrighted. That's yeah, going to be such a that. good campy horror movie. Leave it to cleaver? I'm sure. I'm sure it's oh, already... Oh, dude, been where... It's, it's in the 1950s. Yeah. And, well, it's just literally leave it to beaver, except one of them just snaps one day <laughs> and starts like... It's got to be the beef. ...going after it. Then it just turns into like a Michael Myers story where... Yeah. They keep him in the basement. Yeah, they just lock him in there. He still slowly loses his mind. Like and then it. he breaks free. This is amazing. And then he just takes like wreaking havoc. People. Yeah, and then everyone who like comes to save him, he just like takes it out on them too. Oh shit. He just can't Does stop. Does he wear a skin mask? Of course. Yeah, he should. Obviously. Nice. His own skin mask. <laughs> oh, <laughs> cuts off his own face. <laughs> <and> <laughs> wears his face. <laughs> you know there's a comic book that Joker did care. that recently. <laughs> I don't care. It's mine. Just let me have my idea. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't know about it, it's not yeah, copyright infringement. La 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 la. Anyway, mm. what did what else did we do? Well, oh, man. T-shirt guns. Oh yeah, T-shirt guns. Do the war machine? Yeah, I do. I gotta. I gotta go find out if we even still own that because that was a. That is a huge thing. Yeah, my mom's in town. I'm gonna have to ask her. Burritos in T-shirt guns. It would just explode, bro. (laughs) Do you know? uh, That's the point. Is that any projectile Uh, weapon? You know what a T-shirt gun is? It's just a potato gun. (laughs) Basically, all it is is taking. I just imagine you're perfectly rolled burrito. It's basically rocketing out at me. It's basically just an (laughs) open-ended pipe bomb, like. Because one end is open, you just jam it solid. So when you release a like enormous shot of CO two, it explodes out the other oh. end of the hundred yards. But yeah, a lot of places will. Well, gunpowder would burn the shirt. Uh, hot dogs into the t-shirt guns, oh which God. also does not go well sometimes, as you can imagine. They will just explode. One eighth of a hot dog, <laughs> just what I wanted. What happens is the people in the upper deck get super excited about the. Uh, the the aluminum foil coming flying at them and like shredding as it's getting nearer and then just <laughs> splattering them with relish pieces of hot dog as it goes. Hot dog rain. <laughs> oh. So yeah, we talked about Garth Brooks. Yeah. Oh, we, we talked talk a lot about Garth Brooks. Oh, yeah. I did. Yeah. Some so would good. say too much. It's yes. good. You can never talk too much about Garth Brooks. I like it. You can always talk too much. I like it. I like it. So go back and listen to it. It's good. I talked about how way back in the day I saw a documentary on Garth. <laughs> quit, quit it. You're always getting me. Uh, when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. Okay, fine. I got out of my system. So, but how Garth would systematically think about like every single last fan, like trying to point at him, trying to somehow get people into the ownership and flow of the show in some fashion. So it wasn't just the handshake line of people that felt like they had a good time. It was everybody in the whole concert. So I use it as a metaphor for business and trying to help people feel like they're a part of the action. So go back and listen to that. Shout out Garth Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys got against Garth? What's the I problem? I don't listen to his rock album better. But <laughs> Chris Gaines? Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, there was a really awkward Saturday Night Live hosted by Garth Brooks oh, yeah. featuring Chris Gaines, yep. the musical guest. This would be my favorite episode just because so of how awkward it is. That yeah, it is, yeah, was super, the it was super weird. The second most awkward musical guest next to uh, Ashley Simpson, oh. the lip syncing incident. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. weird. 
But I always, my contention, I talked about this in the podcast before, my contention was that Garth Brooks inadvertently discovered Fallout Boy. Like, I'm still pretty sure <laughs> that Chris Gaines is actually Peter Wentz, and that is Garth Brooks, and he's just the Peter, bass player for Fallout so Boy. Because if you go back and look at his character, Chris Gaines, it looks just like a member of Fallout Boy just like 10 years before. <laughs> but in their 40s? <laughs> for what? But he's He was like in his late 40s, yeah, early 50s. Yeah, you face off, right? You know how it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, I got you. He looks like Chris Angel. Yeah. Totally. I, I agree. That's Chris Angel. <laughs> Mind free. Oh yeah. Said, yeah, see, oh, yeah. Actually, that might be good. That's so awesome. Half and half. <laughs> so awesome. Everyone, Derek Zoolander. Oh, I love it so much. That looks just like. It Derek is a little Derek Zoolander like. Yeah, <laughs> love it so much. Shout out, Chris. I'm Gaines. sure the people listening love the, yeah. the visual yeah. jokes. They got Google. They know what to do. Yeah, they understand how Google Images works. Some what else them. did we talk about last week? Oh, Farron wrote some stuff down. Farron, shout out Farron. Oh yeah, I, went I believe in and altered uh, a lot of yeah. it. Speaking of Farron, I, I took some pretty good notes on that too. I altered those too. No, you didn't. You said <laughs> I smell like dog farts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Brandon said. I didn't say that. Uh, please <laughs> into the microphone. You said who Farron. smells like dog farts? Brandon said that Farron did in the, in the, in the podcast. She's typing on a Google Docs, and I could pull it up on my phone. So as she's typing, yeah, I'm also I typing other I things. I definitely went in after the fact and altered it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I actually went in while she was altering it, and I was altering it like what she was altering. Oh, altering the alteration. Yeah, it was oh, pretty oh, funny. Dude, that's pretty funny. Mm. That's pretty funny. Uh, so we talked about... Into the microphone, Farron. ...the same experience. We talked about... We talked about talking Yeah, that was Garth that. Brooks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Garth. You talked about Callie. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, I gave some. I oh, gave a shout I, out. I shout out to Callie. Jason talked about baseball. Well, how smart just so ridiculously. I witnessed. I witnessed when you were like. So many times. All right. I, I think it was like ten times. <laughs> just remember, when I say baseball at home, you have to drink baseball, no, baseball, baseball. It was New Year's Eve, and she was here. You're trying to get me drunk. And she asked for something, and you were like, "What did you say?" And you're like, "I'm sorry," and you stopped yourself, and I watched this whole. Yeah, happen. she trained me. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Let's try that again." Yeah. Yeah. So if you I missed hate the episode, when you say that. Yeah, we, you have to go back and listen to how my, my daughter trained me to discipline her. start saying that every time you tell me to do my job. It's great. I, let's try that again. <laughs> well, he, he, he can't fire his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more difficult. It is more difficult. There's some, there's some, there's some hoops to jump through. Yes, that's paperwork. <laughs> it hard to convince a court to disown your seven-year-old daughter. Or I just I just really don't like her. <laughs> I mean, I mean really hey, just let her follow gonna, you around for a week. You'll we're going to try again. Yeah, no. We're going to give it the old college try another Oh, time. no. Shout out Callie. She's the best. Nice. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was a jam-packed episode. You should go back and Let's, listen to it. Yeah. We'll move it along because we got a lot of... We got This is a jam-packed episode. So many great Hello. things to get jam-packing to. Jam-packing our jam <laughs> Jam-packed, man. Do you, ever, do you ever notice that with late night talk show? Like every single night, they're always like, we got a great episode for your night. Dude, Steve like, no Harvey. shit. Steve Harvey, if you ever watch... Uh, I haven't. Uh, what's it called? Family Feud. Every single episode starts with... Folks, we got a really good one today. It's yeah, always no a good shit. one. Well, no shit. It's also like what. you haven't filmed it yet. You're filming before the episode. <laughs> it's like, this we is going to be average. Yeah, exactly. We're really, really hoping yeah. that Matt Damon shows up because yeah. he's not in the studio so yet. And these, we're really freaking of, out. One of these families looks pretty stupid. I'm not <laughs> yeah, at my expectations. Or actually the opposite. Like, yeah. we got some real yeah. dumb folks for you today. Yeah. They're yeah. about to say <laughs> some wild shit. They're about shit. to say some dumb shit. You're going to like it. This is easy. Sea urchin. We have basically 17 sexual innuendo categories in a row. Like, every single one of them is daytime dude it's and like, the answers are so inappropriate well yeah that's yeah. what they it's like literally what they try to do it is the maury it's turned into maury povich yeah. of daytime wait that's legit what maury povich don't talk shit no, i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah no it's like the, and uh, the father is we were, we were a montel williams house montel williams they all don't they all divulge that was a montel jordan house Montel, <laughs> dude, me too. I get mine in six four. Yeah. 
So what is it? They don't, it's not even the um, what Jerry Springer show. It's his bodyguard now, Steve. Steve. Dicko. Steve's got the show yeah. now. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it called Steve Springer? It's called like Steve Wilco or something. Yeah, Whatever Steve Wilco. 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 Yeah. That's it. Really? Yeah. He broke up so many fights that they just gave him the show. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jerry's tired, bro. You want the show? He's like, sure. He's, like, He's getting back into politics. So. It's popular enough that it'll probably be number yeah, one seriously. daytime show for the next twelve years anyway. That's not hard. They put every doctor's in. office in the country. Yeah, look up. People are beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> they just approach random people on the street. Hey, if you guys slug it out yeah, and wear like while wearing diapers on <laughs> daytime talk show, will you? We'll give you a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, dude, sold. sold. Where do I sign yeah. up? Where is this bitch? <laughs> do I do I have to wear broken glass on my hands yeah. or bare knuckles? <laughs> oh. oh man, it's just turning into the run. Pretty soon it is going to be a full blown Running Man featuring Jerry Springer. <laughs> Featuring Jerry one, one of my favorite Arnold movies. Oh, I so anyway, love that movie. Old business. <laughs> I've actually never seen that movie. Really? Yeah. True story. Oh, it's time for new business. See, the newest of new. New, 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 You won't believe this. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. Hit me with it right now. Let's go. So here's here's a thing that hit me recently is. Were you on I'm the trying to figure out a way to get baseball you, in here. Were you on the, were you on the Steve show? <laughs> no, <laughs> you? Somebody hit me out. Yeah, the the Will, what did you say it was? Wilco or something? The Steve, Steve Wilco, Wilco show? Yeah. yeah. People talk about return on investment a lot, like cash-wise, but I think it's probably more... Are you referring to ROI? ROI, yes. For those, for those, <laughs> of, you, those of you in <laughs> the, the corporate world, people are like, return on investment, what's that? What ROI. That? Oh, I get it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm following along now. All right, I got it. Back on board. <laughs> Is... Uh, I really, I mean, that's is extremely important, and I that's a whole other episode. But I want to talk about like the return on time investment because time is finite. Like you only have so much, and you have to be able to make sure that your energy you're putting in, really from an entrepreneurial perspective, isn't being wasted. Because I tell you what, the most the easiest thing to do, especially when you start to get chummy and pals <laughs> with the crew, is that. You get chummy in your pals, and then when they all punch out and you still have to work, you go, fuck, we didn't do anything today. Yeah, what the shit? <laughs> now, now, now I have to work for the next five hours. All these just, apples are fucking around. <laughs> they're all punched <laughs> out, like deucing, like eating eating and drinking at the bar, and I realize, I guess I got to do payroll now. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, that sucks, let me tell you. But one of the things I thought was interesting, just because I've been out of it for so long, was one of my biggest transitions was when I stopped being an athlete because, and I don't know if you guys have similar experiences, whether you were in, I don't know, whatever you were in, theater or other extracurricular marching activities. Band. Marching band. Things that took up large chunks of your time extracurricular-wise that you didn't have a, not necessarily had a choice of, but it was, it was you were electing to, but certainly it was a time commitment. And then what happens is when you're done with that, you have a very finite amount of time. And then so I always felt, whether it was for me in high school and college, I was super productive because as soon as I was done, I was like, I got to get to work. Like I got shit, like, like I got shit to do and I only have so much time to do it. And in fact, I don't have enough time to do it. So I was right into it. Like I wouldn't dally like nearly as much like high school, college. But would you dilly? And <laughs> I would not. I didn't even dilly back then. <laughs> not dally or dilly. And then so... When that ended, I remember all the time during that going, man, if I had, just think if I didn't have baseball practice, everyone drink at home, I, I would have so much free time. I'd get all my homework done, straight A's. Uh, you know, I would invent the next fucking Facebook. <laughs> I would be awesome. Well, then what happens is your sport or your commitment or your extracurricular ends at some point. Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot of people have like played tennis. 
for 40 years. So that ends, and or you're switching things. Like a lot of people have hobbies. Maybe they'll switch things. And you have that free time. And what happens is you are looking at it in like an abundance. And it's almost like in football when the receiver's too open. Oh, yeah. And it clangs off their face mask or their hands because mm-hmm. they take their eyes off it because they're, they're thinking it's an oh, easy score. This. Yeah. Or just open shot in basketball. Whatever you want. It's, it feels, it's exactly the same. It's like I have, I got three weeks to do that paper or to do that project at work. Or, and then what happens? You're, up, you you're like doing the it the last second, second anyway. Absolutely. So <clears throat> being able to look in terms of the productivity of the time and really being able to measure productivity almost on a daily basis, let alone hourly basis, is, is so extremely important. And if you can't do that, because when you're an entrepreneur, guess what happens? No one's telling you what to do anymore. Like there's no one, like <laughs> except for the tax man, maybe. <laughs> Sean's here. Shout out, Sean. Shout out from Monon <laughs> Beverage Brokers in the house. So Sean was laughing at that comment. So there is people that tell you what to do, I suppose, but usually that comes in the form of government agencies. <laughs> your money, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Or letters that are coming in the mail, being like, "You forgot to pay." Yeah. Like, or one of your employees forgot to pay excise taxes Child last support. month. Like, I don't know oh. who does that <laughs> job. We've, got, we've, we've oh, yeah. gotten that letter multiple times. <laughs> for an employee, not for me. Let me clarify. Oh. <laughs> not me. <laughs> no yes. one in this room. Oh. <laughs> Brian's out here making it sound like I'm a deadbeat. <laughs> like child support, like Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't help but notice. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so anyway. Where were we? I'm going back to not paying attention. So I'll tell me. Uncomfortable. So tell me, tell me, Brian, about your time. Um, I played basketball a lot as a kid up until like halfway through high school. Time management. Oh, I thought we were talking about stuff that takes up a lot of your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> For example, you got a brew day. Yeah. That takes up 80% of your day. Absolutely. And, and, and everything has to, I mean, right now I more or less have it down to a flow to where the whole day, I mean, brewing in general, it's all broken into segments more right? or less. And so you know when, you know. You start here, and you know when this starts happening. You know to set up this stage for the next. You know, it's you're talking like lunchtime, lunchtime two, bathroom break, yeah, yeah. yeah. recess. You just said you know when you know you Second know. Breakfast. No, <laughs> so many fucking times. <laughs> so you know. The, the point is, you don't have the hey, fair eyes. Enough, okay. Shush. <laughs> you're such a Nancy. Shush. <laughs> what is happening around here? The point is. You understand that you can't have eyes on the other five things that you're in charge of, whether it's cellaring, yeah. whether it's carbonation, whether it's all, all the things that you have to do, the kegging, the carbonation, the invoices, the orders. Your time is extremely limited. So yeah. now you have to be able to delegate. Like You have no choice. Oh, absolutely. You, absolutely. you have to be able to delegate. Yeah. And then when Brude's done, well, now you only got like an hour, hour and a half, two hours left in your day. Yeah. We're to cram in all the rest of the organization, whether it's the next Brude, whether it's something else. Absolutely. So... You're not you're not wasting time like you're on top of that shit. No, yeah, literally. Because it's, it's I know you want to punch out a closing time. You don't want to be here for six more hours. That's very true. That's Whereas very true. the day comes in, it's like, oh, we don't have a brew day today. Yeah. How <laughs> well, does that go? Well, then you got to figure all the other shit you're just talking about. Like um, today, lunch time, bathroom break, <laughs> second, yeah, lunch. second lunch. <laughs> so yesterday we brewed, and so punched out. And today it's more or less send the delivery guy. Get him to get stuff that we need for Muncie. Right. As he's doing that, we're preparing the beer for Muncie, and I'm creating the invoice. He gets here, and then we do all of it for all the other stores. 
and then taxes for last year, right. state, federal. Well, and today's, so all today's, a, today's a little bit of an outlier because it's like right at the beginning of the month, so yeah. you have you yeah. have a little more on your workload. But yeah. the point of the story is when the schedule. Well, I, I'd even put it this way: when you have personally time, and I think entrepreneurs have to be careful of this. When you personally have time, like for example, non-brew day. Well, now you can have eyes on you know the carbing, the kegging, and so sometimes you're more apt to take control of processes that probably would be better to be delegated. Yeah. And then you, then you run out of time yourself. You're like, oh, I didn't... Well, that's I didn't, so true, yeah. I think I think here's one of the main points. Um, then you didn't get... You didn't take care of the things that only you can do. Like, only you are trained, for example, to do the taxes. Mm-hmm. But but everyone else on the crew... Can check carb. Can check carb or keg or, yeah, you know, like... Do, yeah, right. Yeah. So... That's where, like, I'll give a give the perfect example. Like, I I am one hundred percent guilty of this all the time, and this is what I would I would really put it out there, guys. Ninety ten rule, like ninety percent of the time, basically playing offense, bringing in revenue. Like, what ninety percent of my time? How do I how do I generate more revenue? Ten percent of the time, how to limit expenses? Because a lot of times we get caught on limiting, limiting, limiting. Now, occasionally you gotta like shut it down, just be like, "Yo, let's control process." There's a lot of leakage. There's a lot of, sp- but most of the time, your time is better spent growing the company from a revenue standpoint than from an expense cutting standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, your time is just better spent there because usually, even once you, especially once you get staff, like your staff can focus on the expense cutting, whereas y- really you, because you're the heart of the business, you're the heart of the. The moneymaker, for lack of better terms, whether you're a marketing company or whether you're, you know, even if you're a restaurant, like you are, you, you nobody knows the business better than you. Nobody can, no customer or guest that comes in is going to be more pumped to talk to anybody else but you. So you're going to have a bigger impact on the guests if you get a chance to chat with them. You're going to have a bigger impact on marketing if you get a chance to look at that. You're going to have so the things that you look at and go, these are the, these is where I need to be to make these critical decisions. And then if things aren't mission critical, if things are okay, you got to be able to pa- pass them along. And like I said, for example, and I was in a family business. Shout, shout out, mom and dad. It was baseball. It was a baseball park. It was also oh. it was also a hotel industry before that. My parents were in the hotel industry. Also in a white and uh, elk tail, an elk tail, a white tail and elk ranch. My dad still runs. I don't know if he has maybe one elk left, but he runs that like on the side. Like that's his side project. Yeah, I haven't talked about that at all, have I? Never. Yeah, no. I, yeah. I grew up on like 300, uh, 300 acres. Awfully money laundry to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I got this one. It's an elk ranch elk. with one elk. Eh? Yeah. Well, and I and I tell you, my dad came from sounds like an ostrich petting zoo in Ohio. <laughs> Got that right. My dad came from an era, era, era. era, era. I beat you to it. Uh, he did. That was roll up your sleeves, pull up your bootstraps, get in there, get dirty, show the employees, which I believe in, by the way. Yeah. Like, but what happens along the way sometimes is you start to spend a lot of time on stuff that isn't high level critical things. You know, my dad, for example. You know, bless his heart, love him to death. But he's a neat freak, you know, super, you know, I, I don't like saying OCD because I feel like sometimes that is not okay to say to people who actually have OCD, but but he's very particular about the cleanliness. Let's put it that way. And so after ball games, like he 
can't help himself. He's like, he got to scrub the concourse by hand. He's got to get down on the, like, he doesn't trust anybody. He's that guy, like, we talk about t-shirt gun, doesn't trust anyone else to shoot the t-shirt gun but him because it's too dangerous. He wants to get on the field. He wants to be the groundskeeper. And I'm like, yo, we have big decisions that we need to get made, but, like, nobody can find you because you're you're mowing the lawn. Or, like, literally, like, he was the only person that could, he was worried about the hills at the ballpark and someone would hurt themselves if they mow the lawn. And he was, and he didn't want to farm it out to a, you know, like, contract it out. So he had to mow the lawn. He had to scrub the concourse. He had to bring the furniture in. He had to take out the trash. He had to, you know, be on the field. And you know what? Like I said, bless his heart because he shows everyone around him that, you know, the owner's willing to work your ass off. That's a principle I believe in that other people are going to be. If you're willing to get on your hands and knees and scrub shit, like, people will too. Yeah. <laughs> Which reminds me of a funny story from the 4th of July. Like, literally someone shit their pants and just like there's a whole other story oh Pat we'll skip it that's an art in your face yeah. Save that for <laughs> sounds another. hilarious wait, wait what <laughs> it was so literally after a 4th of July game like one of these capacity games it was like oh, someone okay. had just okay. abandoned their underwear in the bathroom or something like like <laughs> didn't red like didn't make it yeah. and so like when they'd taken their pants yeah, down they were done and then it must have gotten on a shoe or a hand oh. it was like it was like tracked out of the bathroom on the concourse oh. like there was just like literal human shit everywhere I walked into an Sean airport. Sean was there. <laughs> if I'm going <laughs> down, the, the whole was, park's going down. It was me. I walked into an airport bathroom. It was in Indy. <laughs> that man was me. And I me. walked into that scene of a person that had clearly had an issue, and they made it to the bathroom, but not in time. And so it was disgusting and smelled terrible, and you could hear them having a really bad time in the bathroom. <laughs> I walked in and was just like, nope. Turn around walk straight down. Oh, man. So here's, here's the punchline. To the whole thing is why is, the, why is Brian the only one that got to answer the question? Brandon, talk oh, to I, me. I don't, oh, I don't have an answer. I was just oh, wondering. okay. <laughs> no, I would love to hear it. It's hard for people who take a lot of pride in their work. It's hard for people who take pride in cleanliness and organization. All these things that are very important to a business to delegate those things. And one of the overlying business principles, right, besides like the ninety ten rule, is also I've heard I've heard a lot of people say this, and I think it's actually different than the saying as it goes. And people say in business. If someone can do something 80% as good as you, delegate it. Like, I think it's like right. 60. I think it's like 60%. Mm-hmm. Is that, tell is you that right really now, a saying? It is, yeah. Oh, wow. So, so I've, heard it, I've heard it a lot. Yeah. I don't know where it originates, but I think it's less. I think that literally, as a business owner, because there are things in your business that people can do 0% as good as you because they know nothing about. Right. Like, you can't just go, hey, you know what would be cool? Could you just take care of payroll today? Like, without, without ever training someone or looking at it. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, sure. And then just... How why 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 did we have a debit for thirty seven thousand dollars yeah. out of our account today? Yeah. That was one of the biggest one of the biggest hurdles that I had to come like overcome when becoming a manager was like you had to do it like a hundred percent as good as me. Like if you didn't do it exactly to the way that I was right. going to do it, like I would just friggin' do it myself. Yeah, that's right. that's, that's very like, common. That's I think very, for first time managers, very common, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, because you just get to the whole mindset like I'll, like it would take me just as long to explain to you to do it. Fuck it, I'll do it so myself. Might as well, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Nick. It's Nick Burns' company computer guy. One of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen it, Jimmy Fallon back SNL. Where he just sit there for a second and go, well, <laughs> clearly you obviously just backslash HQ yeah. MS. You don't move. Yeah. And that was his big thing. Is finally just kick him out of the way and do it yourself. And the and the uh, what was the tagline? Was that so hard? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I was uh, man, but it's true, and it all comes back to Michael Gerber's The E Myth. <laughs> Seriously though, if you're gonna read one book, the idea of you got to be careful. You don't even have to read it. It's on SoundCloud for free. <laughs> right. 
Uh, I'm so grateful because I thought he was about to say Garth Brooks. And he Garth Brooks. <laughs> it all comes back to Garth Brooks, <laughs> dude. Standing outside to, the fire. It all comes back to Will Ferrell. It, do, so Will. it all comes back to I, uh, Glenn Howerton and Serenity. never referenced any of that. What? You know, you clearly <laughs> didn't Will read Ferrell's the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I did. Oh, okay. It's okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving so, on. <laughs> so every movie we did on Stump the Brewer came back to Will Ferrell. Yeah, I kept, one, I kept getting yeah. Will Ferrell. That's true. So when you the idea is anytime you become a manager... You're always coming from the source of the technician. Like unless, like your first time, the first time you're becoming a manager, your job was the technician. This is a Michael Gerber thing, and it's very. The definitions are very simple. It's just the technician of the bar, for example, is the cook or the bartender, you know, whatever it is, bus, whatever it else. The person that's doing technical work, filling drinks, running food, taking the orders. That's the technical work. The manager is the person who's managing the operation. That person is not doing the technical work. That person is just like the coach. The coach, when the coach is asking you to run wind sprints, they're not worried about what you think of them. You know, the idea is they just want you to run faster. They don't huddle you up afterwards and it's like, hey. All you that are like almost dying of breath, like how I'm, do you I'm, feel I'm about sorry. me? Like let's poll the public opinion about how you feel about me. You know, the, the point is just make you better and get more out of you because the manager can't feel the pain. The coach can't feel the pain. And that's why that's their role is because when you feel the pain, you slow down. When you don't, you can push people a little bit farther. And same thing, same thing with the technician manager role. But again, the problem is the manager starts to see, you know, things are too dirty. And then instead of going, look, I need you to do X, Y, Z, you know, and knowing full well when they delegate that, it's still only going to get re-cleaned 60% as good. They just go, you know what? I'll just do it. And in the Let's process... Save you 20% of time in the immediate, but it'll save you 70% of time in the long run to take that time to totally, show them. 100%. Just have it off your plate forever. 100%. And then, and then at the end of the day, it is, again, like... No, again, that person you would never say, hey, could you go on Facebook and make a post? Can you place an ad in a paper? Can you, you know, reach out to community leaders in the area or apartment buildings and find people to connect and bring in for group sales? Like you would never trust those people to do those things that are critical to your business. So that is literally the very first thing when you make a list on shit that has to get done as an entrepreneur. Number one is what are the things that only I can do? And those are the things you got to bump, and everything else has got to go down as a delegation bucket, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you ever get caught in that, if you ever hear like a dog whistle of the business should always be, hey, you know, we, we needed you for an important decision. We couldn't find you. Like that should be like, I'm not spending my time in the right spots or well enough because when you're needed for important decisions, that's what you need to be there because that's what makes the business go. And if people are sitting around waiting, you're probably doing the work that you should have assigned them. And there's, that's what happens sometime. Like, again, shout out to my dad. Love him. One of the, the hardest working person I've ever known. Self-made, rags to riches, the whole bit. But he had a tendency to get in that mode where he would work for people, mm-hmm. you know? And people would be like, cool. Like, yeah. in, inadvertently. I don't even think over time it was malicious. I think it was just... Well, I'm not gonna take out the trash because John's got it covered. Yeah, you know what I mean. And even if I do it, he's gonna do it again. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. yeah, right. Which was kind of like making my bed growing up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it. Shout out, Dad. Shout out, Mom. Yeah. Love you guys. Good enough. So. No, it's all right. No, I am. I am who I am because of them. They're awesome. I don't want, but 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 the there is a lesson there, and it's something that I have to be aware of as well because, like you know, if you take pride in your work and you want to do it right, it's really, really, really hard. It was really hard for me to step away from the brew system the first time. But like anything else, like you, you get better at it. Mm-hmm. You just got to be able to do it. You got to be able to let go. And the idea is the business has to scale. You're either growing or dying. So for the business to scale, you can't scale yourself. 
you can't you can't you know as you add if you're gonna add whether it's areas of sales whether it's revenue streams whether it's multiple locations you have to keep growing or else the business will eventually wither it might not be for, you might have a great business for 10 15 20 years but it won't be something that will be like a generational institution unless you grow you know and then when you grow you have room to to retract with the times you know and then regrow again but if you're sitting down on one unit on one revenue stream on one then when you get hit by whether it's the economy or a shift in whatever that's when you're susceptible and so the point is you can't at some point you, you gotta let go of in the delegation process you know and then every once in a while you know you gotta maybe circle back around to the cleaning Pop back and in. then just like firebomb the process and reset it like you've got to get you have to understand that and not only that, but you're going to be healthier and happier. As uh, the last point I'll make on this, and uh, I didn't hear from Justin, so I'm interested in your opinion too. But I'll make one last point, and and that is I'm trying to fire my pay attention parts of my brain right now. Um, the idea you're of fired. a business owner is no different. When I was in when I was in when I was teaching, one of the things someone told me that always stuck with me was someone said. Here's the difference between a good student and a bad student. And I, I perked up because I, I love shit like that. I love like, I'm about to give you one key to the lock, right? I'm like, oh, I like, I like to remember I those want things. That key. I like to remember those things. At the very least, I like to remember people's opinions about those things. Mm -hmm. I just love a good dichotomy. <laughs> I'm just a cheap fuck. I like the quick buck. <laughs> Shout out Kanye. Uh, <laughs> but people who are good at processes, and I will extrapolate whether you're an athlete. But students, I think, was I saw from a first point of view, and I think employees is the same way, same thing for managers, is that ultimately, as a student, there's going to be material that you don't get right away. There's going to be things that aren't going to click. If you sign up for geometry and you're going from algebra to geometry, well, now you're in a whole new ballgame. Like, there's math involved, but geometry is just different, and it's going to conceptually take some time to understand how the shit works. And... The good student gets it, goes, this is brand new, cool, I get to learn something, don't get it, don't get it, work on it, ask the teacher, work on it, do the examples, problems, click, practice, 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 perfect, move on to the next thing. Bad students think, they think they're dumb. I don't get it, I'm dumb. I'm just not good at math. <laughs> so some of those things, like, some of those things like that like, drive me crazy. Like, I'm just not good, both, so I though. give up. Well, I, not to give up. But right. I'm going to try, but like if I don't get it, then I'm dumb. Oh, yeah. You know, it's no different. To me, that is no different, for example, technologically. And I think we're, I think we're breaking past that where now people, the kids who are growing up nowadays understand that technology moves so fast, there's always learning curves. Whereas our grandparents, like everyone's got a grandparent that picked up a phone and goes, I don't know how this works, and then just puts it down. Like that to me is the same thing as like, I'm just bad at math. And that's why they made the jitterbug. <laughs> yeah, what is the jitterbug? The jitterbug the is a phone that is like basically three buttons. Oh, is it? Yeah. And it's like really Call? large buttons. Yeah. yeah. Was it? Call and. Son. <laughs> son, spouse, and. 911. Yeah, 911. <laughs> I fall and I can't yeah. get up. Yeah. <laughs> my grandma bought my grandpa a phone and uh, he was playing around with it and. Never thought anything of it. He, he like uh, knew he figured out enough about it, but one day she picked it up because she needed to find somebody's contact info, and he had every contact saved as A A A A A A A A A A A A A A A. And he just had it memorized how many different A's they were. Amazing. Look in my phone under five A's. 
Steve. Just be that Steve. It makes me think of my mother when growing up. Like, like I wanted a computer so bad growing up, and my mom refused to get one. She said it was useless, pointless, and everything. The That's only, the devil. The only reason we got a computer is because she went over to my aunt's house and saw you could play solitaire on it. I hate that. Yeah. Dude, we got to get solitaire now. Yeah. Dude, the original package. Minesweeper. Yeah, Minesweeper, Solitaire, and Mahjong. Uh, maybe maybe Tetris if you're fancy. Mahjong is clearly number three. I mean, let's be realistic. Hey, hey, There's free nobody. Sale, free what? sale. Microsoft Pinball? Three, three sale. Oh, the pinball, dude. I forgot about pinball. <laughs> I, I recently learned that pinball was a uh, a demo for a full game that was never released. Really? That's yeah, interesting. They were going to have like, all kinds of different like pinball machines you could play on. I did have the oh, art in your face, 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 face. Actually, the guy that wrote the Solitaire <laughs> program for Windows 95, he like he Solitaire too. like 400 bucks for that, too. And Amazing. Like, yeah. Yikes. He got some royalties out of that one. Well, technically, well, it was like, he did it on the clock, too. Yeah. So it's like, you're lucky we got you got 400 bucks for oh, that. Oh, yeah. It was uh, like the guy who, the third mystery founder of Apple, who like he's like, yeah, I'll sell a third of the company for 1000 bucks. Whatever. Right. <laughs> uh, whoops. There, there's been like a lot, this there's been going, a lot of this those. This is going nowhere. Or Wasn't it the whole premise of uh, Breaking Bad? No, Breaking no. Bad, he got cancer. No, the guy he sold out early, too, so he just wanted to get revenge on everybody, too. Oh, I don't think, I don't think he... It wasn't like a revenge tale. Well, there were also it was two just, original Beatles. It's probably just like proving about. yourself. I think there's a little bit of self. I don't know regrets, maybe, but I don't think it was like a revenge. No tale. regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Not even one letter. Not even a regret. <laughs> so no mistakes at all. I'm going to sum it up, and that is be like Garth. <laughs> be like Garth. Now listen back for that one. Your return on your time investment is as or more important on the return on your financial investment. Because anyone can just blow through fat stacks of cash. Like, if you're rich, you can, like, money solves all problems. You can overcome a lot of things. But you can only, like, go to the bank so many times. You can always, whatever. Like, you have to be able to line up the, sh- the shit you have to do and say, number one, here's the things that only I can accomplish. Number two, here's the things that have the highest return. And whether you see that as... Talking to a customer, you know, punching that time clock to make sure you invest time in that customer, like something like that. If you're in sales, that might have a bigger return for you than sending out 20 cold calls. If you visit an account that you already have and spend an hour with them, getting to know them, chatting them up, seeing what they need, that might not have an initial return for you, but that time investment, that karma, that kindness, that empathy that you show, that account you already have, that could lead to six extra years of a relationship. Whereas if you blow them off and all you're worried about is just the width of hitting, like how many emails can I send out there? How many phone calls can I make? You know, what happens is like the fruit you already have withers on the vine because you're not taking care of it. So, that's just one example, and it depends on your business, but you have to make that determination for your own business in terms of how is my time better spent? And usually, it's not cleaning. Usually, it's not organizing. Like a lot of those times, those are things other people can do. It's not as good as you. You have to be okay with that. You got to get over it. And then understand, like like in my, in my student analogy, that once a few months, once every couple months, you're going to have to turn around and kick people in the ass and say, this isn't good enough. Let me show you how to do it. Clean it, reset it, whether it's cleaning, whether it's organization, whether it's, um, you know, processes that have gone by, we haven't done the checklist right. You know, here's the reset. You kick the manager in the ass. You become that coach who doesn't care if they get mad at you, like, you know, fucking boss, you know, who cares? 
Like, I'm making you better. And if they can't see that, let them leave. You know, like, it's that. I'll, I'll give you one one more quick art in your face. I'm going to skip. No, I'm going to save it. Come back for art in your it. face. We'll fill up your beers. Baseball, baseball, baseball. Bye. Come back for art in your face. Teasers. Hey, what's going on, guys? This is Brandon from Nano Brew, the podcast. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to the Books and Brews community blog. All kinds of awesome, great stuff. Uh, curated by another one of the Nano Brew hosts, Farron. All kinds of awesome, great stuff. Loads of different uh, authors and contributors talking about all kinds of a slew of different things. Give it a good check out. All kinds of awesome, great things for you to learn and read about. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> Welcome back to Nana for the podcast. Hopefully, nothing was recorded on that. It's it all being recorded. I can see it on the screen. That's why. Oh, I'm... shit. <laughs> Incriminating things were said. It's time for art. Art, 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 Yes, art. in your face. Face, face, face. Art in your face. All right, Brian, hit me with that black mirror. in your face. All right, you guys ready for my art? I'm sure I can't wait. My body is ready. Okay, so here's my art. Everybody hear me out. This is going to come as a surprise to all of you. And you're going to be like, what are you talking about? Spit That's really stupid. Uh, Spider-Man, the Spider-Verse. Yes. Uh, yes. Anybody yes. See it? No, it was our art last week. I know, High I five. High five, Justin. I stole his art previously. Oh, I wanted to you? make a thing of it. Oh. Uh, I went back in time and stole your art. Uh, it is freaking awesome. It's really cool. I went and saw it with my nieces and nephews when I was out of town. And I was like, really about this? Wasn't feeling it. And then it started and I was like, oh my God. Like the uh, the animation's amazing. It's super intense and like high paced. It's almost a little stressful at times, but very cool. My other art, you guys ready for this? Black Mirror. Black Mirror. It's got to be Black, Black Mirror. Mirror. Got to be Black Mirror. Bird Box. Oh, did you no. watch it? I watched Bird Box. No. It's the number one most streamed so show ever in Netflix. Saying, Why? I'm not. Have you seen it? It no. looks pretty rad. I really want to watch it. Why? Just on principle. What's the point? Literally, literally, my entire news feed is fucking Bird Box. Either it's okay, Bird Box so or people are... calling Sandra Bullock, Bullock the girl from Bird Box. So it's okay to like it. other things yeah. people like. It like okay. It's it just it's okay. so annoying. So I'm going to wait until the storm passes no, and then it. I'm going to watch it. I'm just... Just watch it. Just because other people like it. I'm a hipster, damn it. I got a reputation. I'm not saying it was the most amazing, but it was very... Intriguing and it keeps your interest mm -hmm. and check it out. It looks pretty <laughs> rad. Yeah. yeah, I saw the preview and I was like, "This is fucking right up my alley." It's it. It looks. You know what it looks like to me? It's like Home Depot and Lowe's from A Quiet Place and Bird Box. It's like we yeah. can't talk in one and we can't see in the yeah, other. It, that's what everybody describes it as. And, and then pretty soon yeah. we can't hear. Yeah, and, then and the next one is like we can't feel or yeah, something. Yeah, like. you're only gonna be able to smell or something. <laughs> right. yeah. Or no, you, you, you can't, can't smell. smell. <laughs> oh, dude, it smells so like the New smell one. will kill you. Yes, oh. yes. Everyone's wearing clothespins. You have to breathe out your. You have to breathe out your mouth the entire movie. Dude, it's called clothes. Spins. Oh, 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 it's made by Pixar, and the clothespins are alive. Oh, oh they're and real. It, they're and then if, if they ever get oh, mad, they just me. like open up, and the person oh, and dies. Oh, oh, you're losing me a little bit here. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we'll back up. Clothespins uh, are not alive. No, no, yeah, clothespins are not alive. <laughs> uh, but check it out; it's a good movie, and that's all my art. Sweet. Wait, what? Uh -huh. what, what? what did you think of the new Black Mirror, Brian? I have not seen it. You're really. What? I have not seen it. Oh, I think I'm gonna watch it tonight. Is it because of the title of the episode? No, it not like... at all. I mean, I'm actually. It has the word snatch in it. Of it course, does. Brian was eager. Oh! To see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually very excited to watch it. We're gonna see words. We're gonna say words like <laughs> Bandersnatch. <laughs> no, I'm super excited to watch it. I just haven't gotten a chance. Like. I went to watch it, and then the Pacers game was on, and then I was out of town. <laughs> wow! And then the Colts game was on, and that was you know playoff wow. bound. Good thing no you only have one more week to talk about the Colts. 
Because they're going to Beef. Brandon, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Who are the Colts playing in the playoffs? We are playing Houston Texans in yeah, the wild card. Yeah, so you're going to lose. And we have beat them once handily. And the other game, there was a very ju- – there was we went for it on fourth down in overtime in an area where we shouldn't have. But our coach – it was like your coach, you're like, no matter what, I'm going to put my balls on the table and everybody's going to understand Whoa. it. It was his first time doing that as our head coach. I was trying to. I was trying to. Well. Decide, while you're saying that, table? I was trying to picture if he meant like actual testicles oh, or if not he meant actual footballs. testicles. Footballs. <laughs> you're gonna put like, your footballs on the table. Was, yeah, I don't like, understand. I don't no, understand. Like, I'm not like, following no, like, the metaphor. The, play, like, the call was like one of those things where it was like, no matter what, like if if he went for it, it was like a good gutsy call. But oh, like, since he right. missed yeah, it, like, yeah, it was like, oh, that was yeah, a dumb thing to do. It was super gutsy and it didn't go our way. That's that is really a pet peeve in sports to me. Is whenever people are like, oh, you never should have done that. But if it makes, they're like, oh man, that. The intuition. I do not blame him, but it came down to that one call in overtime and we lost. So I think and we have all the momentum. Was going it a two right point now. conversion? What was it? What was a call? No, we went for it on like fourth and two. Oh, it's a and it was a, in overtime. It was in overtime and there was like a minute left in the game and we were on like the fifty yard line. So if we would have punted it mm. with a minute left, it would have tied? Been, uh, it could have tied. Because it's really uh, just, Yeah, because they probably wouldn't have been able to make it in time. Who's, your, who's your kicker right now? The best kicker of all time. Yeah, you can't for kick real. a 67-yard field goal? Or no, what? he couldn't do it. You know, He's like 90. Come on. Dude, for, for real, uh, by the way, Pat McAfee tweeted out Adam Vinatieri kicking 60-yard field goals yeah, b- in pre-game, b- b- before yeah. the game. Yeah, he does that. And the last game was not uh, It was not at the Colts, right? It was outdoors, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Where'd they play? Uh, we played in, in Tennessee. Yeah, so yeah. you're outdoors Yeah. in, I mean, not warm weather, yeah, yeah. kicking a football 60 yards. Yeah. It's absurd. It I don't is know. Absurd. It's actually counterintuitive, like field goal length. The longest field goal ever kicked in a competitive game of football was in a high school game. And then college has the second lowest or the second longest. And then football actually has like the lowest longest. Oh, we're well, the goalposts get narrower. Oh. They get narrower, but also it's just no more competitive. Like you have to rush the kick in cricket. the NFL. Because mm. totally. in high school, yeah. you can take cricket. seven minutes right. for that. You don't have the time. Yeah. yeah, you have all the time in the world. Plus, that was. Because, like, <laughs> yeah, somebody in somebody high school kicked like a. Like a I'm gonna say it. 69 yard field goal. Yeah, Matt, I think Matt. Well, 69, bro. <laughs> Matt, so nice. Matt Prater, <laughs> I think, has the longest field goal in right. NFL. He broke uh, the the longest one forever was 63. I think he got yeah 64. I think, 65. I think Prater got 60, but that was like in Denver. Yeah, there's, like in, there's a 68 oh, yard yeah, high there, school. Yeah. I was just watching a video on it. I think there's two 67s in college. Jeez, sir. Yeah. So that's literally like from the 50 yard line. Two more brief arts. We just talked about the Colts game. We're gonna win the wild card. Second one. Uh, Settlers tournament here Saturday. Oh yeah! Shout out Settlers tournament. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be awesome. Too bad this podcast is gonna come out after that. Oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> we have, we have a, was awesome. Fine, last never week. mind then. Yeah. We have our first ever Seven, seven Wonders game tournament. I saw that. Oh yeah, Seven Wonders. Shout out to uh, Chad. Chad, right? Chad. Chad, right? Yeah, shout out yeah. Chad, That's who's awesome. been Chad awesome. Yeah, he's Chad been. Wick. He has been awesome. He's been awesome. Great he came dude. in and rocked it during our Harry Potter Yule Ball event. He jumped in, and there was a lot of people. That he sat down with, and we had Harry Potter deck building, and we had Harry Potter code names, and Harry what was the other not, not deck building, but uh, there, well, we had there was a Uno, Harry, and then we had Munchkin, Harry Munchkin. Potter Munchkin, uh, maybe Harry Potter chess. Yeah, but I think I think the deck building one was the one people got super <laughs> pumped oh, about. Chess, you don't know how to play chess. That's sad. That's I, love so chess. Sad. I love chess. I love chess. There's a shout out to the child that called me sad for not knowing how to play chess. <laughs> he was also the same child that called us cheap for only having four different colors of crayons. Right, this kid's ruthless. Shout out, shout out to the two customers that I knew they were going to want their money back. The like three millisecond, three steps in. before they hit the door, I almost feel like. We're going to ask for our money back right away. Like He was like C in their faces. They were like plotting yep. beforehand. I looked at them yep. and immediately turned the other direction, and they right, they went right up to our manager and started bitching. I was like, <laughs> yeah. nope. Oh, oh man. Brandon, you got art? 
Uh, let's see. No, I don't really. I've been busy for the last week. I don't think I've watched anything. Yeah, no. Nah. Zero things? Nothing. Have you listened to stuff? Or? I mean, I watched. So we watched. We watched Bandersnatch. It was. Fine. Okay. I didn't I love wanna, it. Good, because yeah. I'm going to talk about it. Let's yeah. talk I about it. My heart's also Bandersnatch. Just don't, just don't I, have, I haven't seen because it. Because we all watched in preparation for Brian. Yeah, Okay. Right. I, I just don't understand. Okay. What is your question? What don't you understand? The, so the idea that is supposed to be to choose your own adventure. Yes. Right. So does yes. it? So does the show stop at a point and give you a choice? Yes. Yeah. So it'll be like... Uh, I watched the intro, and it was like at the bottom so of the it'll be like So it'll be like going... And then your choice will pop up on the bottom, and like they'll just basically like kill time for like ten seconds. Like it'll just be like, yep. so like the first choice, and it's I, I'll just I'm, it's not a spoiler, but I'm just sure. Yeah, say, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's inconsequential. Not, I don't understand. The first choice of the thing is what cereal do you want? And like as you as okay. you, as I'm you in. have that's kind of rad. The, uh, as the choice is up there, does that literally know? change the whole storyline? Do you have any idea? I, no, it, it I affects don't. one thing. It affects one thing that's immediately after it, but like it really no, sets no, actually halfway through it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The uh, cereal does. Well, so the cereal say, is he, the choice. He said, he said he really got into oh, investigating I explored it. Oh, this really? Thing. Yeah. yeah. So like, there's so really only two endings. It's not like a thousand. No, different there's endings. there's something like twenty three like different endings. Wow, that's actually kind of cool. It's like five or six. Like main ending. Yeah, I think there's other times where it's like you select something and it's like, like you die. It's like clearly like that was the wrong answer. And like it'll every time you get to an ending, it'll take you back to like basically like a checkpoint. Gotcha. And it'll be like like basically like the last Try like, again. the last yeah. like major choice Dumb. that you made. It'll be like you can now pick the other path. Yeah, gotcha. and if you like watch all five main endings, it'll actually go to the full credits too. Okay. So you have to watch all five yeah. endings eventually. Oh, okay. But oh, there, yeah, there are there are like you could end it like as it, probably as soon as maybe like twenty minutes in, or oh, like take it as long, yeah. take it as long as like an Actually, hour. I think it was calculated at twelve minutes. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's like I'm so in. like during the serial, like the the choice is up, and the dad is just like sitting there because he's like, what's because the question is like, what cereal do you want? And then he's just like, while you're while he's waiting, he's like, huh. Uh, like just like, <laughs> uh, like yeah, time for like ten seconds oh, real quick. Okay, so it doesn't spoiler. stop. It's actually kind of like like it's yeah, like it's waiting for you. It's yeah. still I, going. I watched I the beginning. I watched it like, the, like the first two minutes, and it was like keep the remote. Like it was like a demo. Like keep yeah. the remote and your remote controller in your hand because you have mm. to like pick. But it's not a spoiler at all for that first one with the cereal. Uh, it later, it's like an hour into it. Uh, it pops up as the commercial. It's like there's oh. this commercial playing in the background, and it's either one of those two cereals. That's pretty cool. That is cool. So it's like the first two choices really have very minor influence on the rest of it. It just it sets the premise that you're going to be making choices. Because then, like the second one is like, what CD or like what cassette tape do you want to listen to? Because it okay. takes place in like the '80s, like basically like you know that's yeah, kind of cool. The, 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 yeah. the soundtrack and, and that it's more like Grand Theft Auto nice. than anything that's else. Exactly right. It actually comes back through yep. the show too, as you. Oh, watch. okay. Yeah, Snap. it's it cool. It's cool. I mean, I do recommend it. I didn't wasn't like super in love with it, but there was some. It was it was a neat concept. I think it really is going to pave the way, like for yeah, brand. It's gonna like is a breaking. Yeah, we talked about this they, a couple they, of podcasts yeah. ago about the idea of like true innovative moves. So like, it actually was not the first choose your own adventure on really? Netflix. Yeah, really, the first was uh, actually very underpromoted. No, it was actually <laughs> the very underpromoted Shrek spinoff, Puss in Boots Sing Along Adventure. <laughs> oh, are you kidding oh. me right now? No. Oh. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> yeah, just but it didn't have Antonio Banderas who voiced Puss in Boots oh, movies. Oh, that's bullshit. Something like an impersonator. Antonio Banderas oh, so speaking of which, quick quick note, segue from this. So on Facebook, in the wormhole of Facebook videos, as you do, yeah. Um, don't even remember where I started, but it turned into Matt Gro- Groening, right? Who's the 
Who's uh, Simpsons? Groaning or graining? It's graining, groaning. Yeah, I whatever. Gro- groaning. That's Bless how. You. Yeah, I, no one says <laughs> hey, it out loud. I just see it in the credits. Like yeah, I never, groaning. never heard it. So Matt, he does the Simpsons. Matt, so Matt he was, ha- he was. I've never heard him talk even. Like I've barely even seen I, the person. I've never seen him. So uh, he's talking about he's to someone. Weird. He's getting interviewed. <laughs> kind of. He's like he's like comic book guy. <laughs> yeah, he basically is. Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking about people. He's like. Yeah, Michael Jackson was on the show. People didn't believe Michael Jackson was actually on The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. That he got a phone call like in his office and was like, "Hey, it's it," you know. And he does the voice, which seems it's like, Mike, yeah, Mike. he's like, "Hey, it's Mike," <laughs> and he's like, "Whatever prank call." He hung up on him. Like he calls back, he's like, "No, really, this is Mike. Like, I want to be in the show." Like, and so he comes in to be in the show. So he was. So there what was like a the prisoner. There's like a prisoner call. Yeah, we inspired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll save. We'll save that for. So um, save that for beef. Save that for beef of the week. Me, I'm beefing myself. Jason, fuck you. Jason, fuck you. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it could be your beef on that one. <laughs> so it was Michael Jackson. Actually, it was like a prisoner or something. I didn't see the episode, but he showed clips of it. Oh, it was. You uh, probably you know you're a Simpsons fan, yeah. Yeah, actually, I watch a great. Uh, well, I watch a great. I listen to a great podcast called, called Talking Simpsons, and they go through. Are every you cheating on us? Episode, like one at a time. Okay. That'll be my art. But he is in an insane asylum. Insane asylum. That's what it is. But yeah. But he's an inmate that is pretending to be Michael Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. So so it was actually Michael Jackson that voiced him. Yes. But, but yeah, that's my story. Oh. <laughs> but Project. when it when it came time to sing the song, yeah. they didn't. He, it was like a licensing rights or like a contractual rights that he couldn't sing. Exactly. So Michael Jackson did the voice parts, but an impersonator had to come in and That's sing ridiculous. the song part. And so the impersonator, the story Groening, whatever his name was, was telling was about how nervous the impersonator was to like sing as Michael Jackson in front of Michael Jackson oh, that would for The Simpsons. Yeah. So I thought that was extra. I thought this was a really interesting yeah, story. Interesting. And that's part of the reason why people don't believe it was actually Michael Jackson was because it, was, it wasn't him singing, it, it was, but it was him in the speaking <laughs> yeah. parts. And Michael Jackson was a huge Simpsons fan. In fact, that one music video they did, The Bartman, was supposedly written by Michael Jackson. And Nancy Cartwright really? like worked with him to like for her voice and like I own the cassette. Sing it. Oh, lovely. the uh, the Simpsons was it just called Simpsons or just called Bartman? Cassette. I don't know. I, it I was actually a had a CD called Simpsons Sing the Blues, which I think was the follow up. Oh yeah, the yeah the do the Bartman right? Yeah, it was a full like it was a full cassette of songs. Oh like yeah. A, yeah, so I can't remember. That's the only I can remember is like do the Bartman, but I don't remember. Uh, but I think I remember the sing the blues too. Maybe the, maybe it's mentioned the same it one. Maybe I'm making it up. Yeah. Maybe it's all together. But I remember having the tape. My tapes, I... Was it a movie tape? A movie tape. Oh, I watched that movie tape every time I down. Uh, inside joke. Apologize. Not good for radio. No, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we'll tell you about that later. Go ask about that in person. <laughs> Cassette tapes were on the way out so fast when I was growing up that I could almost name the ones I had. So oh, my yeah. very first cassette I had, my brother, shout out Josh, got me for my... I feel like it was my sixth birthday, but it must have been later than that because I don't think... It must have been in like third grade or something because I think it was it was Vanilla Ice to the Extreme. I that was my that, first that cassette. Oh, that's nice. cooler than mine. I had that one. What was I your first one? I, I, I can actually think remember. I Weird Al. I think I had oh. Onyx Slam too. <laughs> What'd you have? Onyx Slam on tape. Yeah, oh, I had that on CD. Oh, I had that on tape. Slamming like Onyx, dude. Yeah, dude. I remember my first three cassette tapes, and they're all embarrassing. Hit, hit it! Right Wait, first Go. one, Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah, I mean, okay. that's fine. Kind of actually cool, yeah. Number three, uh, or number two. <laughs> 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 number one, number three. I can't count. Uh, number two was uh, <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. 
Okay. okay. Yeah, Somebody I think like I actually cartoons. had that too. Number three spectrum. was Dinosaurs, the ABC TV show. Oh, wow. Interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. You want to know mine? Oh, what, the, yes. what did the baby say? I'm the baby. Uh, I'm the baby. Yeah, baby. yeah. Voiced by the same guy that does Elmo. And this is no oh, like, oh, that yeah. makes sense. I, I can hear that. Tapes. No, okay. no. You had tapes? You didn't have tapes. You're too young. Cassette tapes? Yeah. Yes. Farron is... She picked up I'm, at a vintage I'm, store. I'm very old. You went um, to the vintage market? Yes. <laughs> no. Hold up. Mine, hey. was, mine was Purple Rain, guys. What is it? Mine was Purple Rain. Oh, is that supposed to be embarrassing? Wow, that is, yeah. No, no, it's not embarrassing. Okay. That's my first cassette I tape. I think you're making that up. I'm, not, I'm definitely not making that up. I love Prince. How did you get into Purple Rain and get a cassette my of it? My parents are amazing. That's why. <laughs> They showered me with the best fucking music. Have you on seen the, the movie? Yes. It's super weird. Like, I know. I was embarrassed and to watch I it at love 37 it. And with I other people. It I've then. actually never seen it. I'm not going There's lie. some really what? Weird, There's a sex scene in it that is like what? the most awkward. Oh, no, I bet it's really got nothing on the room. No, really I bet it's got nothing on the it room. It doesn't. It's like one of those like you're expecting it to kind of cut away at some point and it never really cuts away. I bet it's got nothing on MacGruber. That's the most awkward <laughs> sex scene of any movie ever. I think that whole movie was just that. awkward. Yeah, oh my God, was super dude. The noises he makes are it's out like, of how control. do we make people feel as oh, weird as possible? Seriously. Uh, I want, got yeah, I was going to say, I want to I call art or call time on this. Okay. Like, no, just like, as in like literal like time. Oh, like, time we've, been going, we've, we've been Moving talking, out. we've been sidebarring yeah. a lot. Anybody else got art? Yes. Yes, okay. Series of Unfortunate Events, season three. I still you haven't seen nice. season one. What? I know. It's, I still haven't seen the movie. Real good. don't. But well, <laughs> well, it's Jim Carrey. Yes, so. don't watch the movie. No, it's not true to the books literally at all. Like they use see, uh, the book number one's ending for the end of the movie after they go through the first three books. But it explain, doesn't make any sense. But explain again to me because I know I asked, but I felt like I was still confused by your answer. Is is it like Game of Thrones where they've gone past the canon like where the books ended no. where they're literally just doing no. the no. books all over each, again each book is is basically like two mini movies because mm-hmm. they're what an okay. hour each mm, yeah about so they're basically just going through verbatim on the book now yeah oh, gotcha. yeah they they make their own like adjustments minor adjustments <laughs> but honestly it's very faithful to the book series and like they said they are like ending it and they're, yep. they're not gonna do they're not gonna go beyond it which I am so for I hate when fucking TV shows go like super super surpassing oh. their books and then it's just like well things like, things, things like Game of Thrones have been waiting on the newest book for what, yeah, nine, what if, 19 yeah. years just, it's not if, happening what if it's, it's, not it's happen. just not what if it's for the better George R.R. Martin is gonna it. set his own house on fire just to say that he lost the manuscript yeah. not only that have you ever compared the show Dexter to the actual books oh right no yes. I wanna go I wanna go read the books though because oh, I wanna yeah, number sure. two just goes off the wall really I, yeah the I'm first gonna... one is almost like it's really faithful like the, so first, the first season, season probably yeah but the book too. It's I think sci-fi stuff starts getting in there from what my wife told me. That's from the book, the books. Oh sci-fi. yeah, really. That's the same exact way with the Suki Stackhouse books with True Blood. The oh. very first season of True Blood, very faithful to the book, and then season or the season two just goes completely off. Well, the they got, they got the true, true Blood is Charlene Harris, right? Yeah, the yeah. Suki Stackhouse books. She was here. Oh yeah, no, that's why. That's why I didn't mm-hmm. understand what Suki Stackhouse meant. Yeah, uh, that's, Suki that's Stackhouse. That's the name of the series. Mm-hmm. No, uh, oh, the, oh, that's the mm-hmm. book series. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so it's not called True Blood. It's called no. Suki Stackhouse. It's the Suki Stackhouse Suki, series. Suki. Okay, that is I can't. <laughs> Suki, not Pam. Pam. It's, it's Suki. Pam. <laughs> Suki. Suki. <laughs> oh, oh, it's two. It's M N P A M N. Did you ever get that? Here's my. Here's not not my beef of the week. Like beef of myself, I guess. But Jason, fuck you. When you ask someone to repeat something once, 
the second time you have to re- ask them to repeat it, don't you feel like the biggest horse's ass? Like, look, this, you're going to hate me. I was listening. I just, <laughs> I just can't it. understand not, what you're saying. Following. Like, I just need you to repeat it seven more times for me. Maybe <laughs> write it down. Do it in slow-mo. Pam, Pam. I'm going through that so bad right now because my, my health is like falling apart. Mm-hmm. And I have like no hearing <laughs> in my right ear. Jason's like, I'll post that. Yeah, so it's it's true, it's 100%. Well, I have a doctor's appointment soon. I hope it gets fixed. Me but, too. Well, thank God. Oh, I don't want you to die on me. No, I can barely hear out of my right ear. And every time people <laughs> talk to me, it's going to fall off. Yeah. Oh, shh. <laughs> We'll save yeah. it for you. We'll put nice. I, I have leprosy. That's what I have right now. <laughs> okay. Don't touch oh, me. bye. <laughs> it's not contagious. Okay, bye. <laughs> Take this. Uh, is, that your, is that your art? I you guess leprosy? so. I have leprosy. It's, <laughs> we're, we're burning off all the scabs now. Huh? I get to go to Hawaii. Arted, right? I did. So here's my guilty what, pleasure. Weren't you going to art on the Simpsons? Bad just now. I just mentioned the podcast. It's a great podcast. He said he, he said he was done. Were you just accept it? Guilty pleasure. <laughs> guilty pleasure. You just accept it move boy. on. So stop it, honey. But really, weren't you done arting? <laughs> I'm pretty sure you need to do more art. Uh, never been kissed. Great movie. Yes. Drew Barrymore. Never seen it. Big fan. Uh, Have also, you seen anything? I've seen lots of things. <laughs> Black Mirror, except for the new one that we all anticipated. <laughs> yeah. we'll watch. Jokes on you guys. Drew Barrymore in general, for whatever reason, I have this. I have weird things. Sometimes actors, it's almost like the more I like an actor, the less I like their movies, and the least I like. I don't really care for Drew Barrymore, but every movie she's in, I find You've somehow never seen Fifty First Dates. Somehow, just clearly. I don't, <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, I guess I don't. I'm not a I'm huge sorry, fan who, of the movie who's too. Guilty pleasure and I do Brian? like, and Thank I do you. like Adam Sandler. Actually, I'm, I'm also that's my Adam Sandler's my guilty pleasure. And I'm Rudy talking Ruger about a lot. That movie is fantastic. He's pretty damn funny. Un- I take under, it back. That movie's actually pretty pre- solid. Under, that movie's actually, <laughs> movie's actually pretty solid. In fact, that movie could almost lose her character. Like it's kind of like the uh, plot yeah. of the whole thing, but it's not really nearly any of the funny parts. No, like it's, it's not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, dude. I, Rudy is funny in that movie. Sean Astin. I'm not a fan of Drew Barrymore, and this is also very awful. I have been known to describe her as. Pretty from almost every angle. What? I, I think pretty you, from almost every angle. I, I think Drew Barrymore is very attractive, but if you like look at her from the side, it's like, what the fuck happened to your face? Whoa! Wow. Take Ooh. it easy, guy. I'm sorry if we geez, like, somehow I, have Drew well, Barrymore. It's, as me, it's like the whole ridiculously I, high standards over here. Well, very no, nitpicky. <laughs> It's just the whole like painter thing. I just notice really it, weird things are off. Like I cannot. It's watch like the movie. Seinfeld lighting episode. You see that one where oh yeah, he's dating the really attractive girl, but then mm-hmm. they go to this one mm-hmm. restaurant. She looks horrible for some reason. <laughs> well, it's like so suddenly she's hideous. That's pretty. It's funny. like in certain light she looks terrible, That's but everywhere funny. else I can't watch a Meg Ryan movie <laughs> because funny. her eyes are so off. You're gonna lose. You're gonna lose me another. now, Meg Ryan. I don't think you're gonna. I, I've, oh. I've not seen this. I've not no, seen it. If you look at like the cover of like. There's this one movie, and her like eyes are complete. Like one is almost vertical, uh, and the other so one is like never notice. Degrees. There's no. like pictures That's of me taken no that are does. less flattering than others. It. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with I it. Know I know I'm not attractive. <laughs> I, I, I can point out every single one of my flaws. And most of them, mine's you guys only, already mine's only out from today. the backside of me. Is this what you're talking about? So anyway, it's not that one, but <laughs> she looks. <laughs> what is that picture of? <laughs> yeah, that's also bad radio, but it's yeah. really weird. <laughs> Um, it was Meg Ryan, supposedly. See. What was your naughty guilty? My guilty naughty pleasure naughty was, pleasure. <laughs> was never, never been kissed. The movie, okay, it's fantastic. Because also Drew Barrymore in that movie plays like an uber English nerd. Mm-hmm. So throughout the movie, that's the one where she was like a reporter. No, over. no, she's she's a she's a copy editor. And she wants to be a reporter, and so they she steps up into a. 
Remember the spoof of not another teen movie that lady's like yeah, 90? Yeah, yeah, she's a 90, <laughs> yeah. Hello, fellow right, kids. It, come on. <laughs> so anyway, it's 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 really funny. 21 Jump Street. <laughs> what about 21 Jump Street? It's the same plot. It's well, they're cops and they go act It's as not at all the same plot. No. They're not reporters. Watch they're they're either of these movies? They're, they're cops. No. They're cops and they... Now you're they, just saying There are police. There are police in both movies. 21 Jump Street. Dude, it's kind of like... No, uh, no, they, they is is Will Ferrell like in it? Thunder. They act like they're in high and school. And then cocktail. Con Air, dude. They act and then, like they, and then they steal the Declaration of Independence and his headlights on fire. They act like they're in high school and they go... And bees are in there somewhere. Bees in the trap? It's the Mysterious Stranger story. All of it is. I always joke because every single movie can be narrowed down to two basic plots. One, mysterious stranger, a person comes into the status quo and upsets the status quo. Or two, it's a journey story, whether whether figuratively or uh, physically. Like physically journey story, the dumb and dumbers of the world are actually going on a tra- rat race. They're going on a... Or it's a... Or it's like a what's happening? A figurative. Justin can't wait to jump he in. He's so not listening at all. He's already... My dinner with Andre? I don't know what that is. I it's all right. I know I what know. that is. It's two guys sitting at a table talking. Yep. It's a journey story. Okay. <laughs> it's figurative. It's a figurative journey story. That's true. They do both grow and Exactly. Persons. There's always a character arc. The whole idea is there's going to be... This reminds me of a Black Mirror episode called Shut White up. Christmas. Shut up. You didn't watch oh, it. Oh, yeah. God. It's called White Whose Christmas. Whose guilty pleasure is this? Oh. <laughs> I can't have one. <laughs> no. no. I'm not done yet. Okay, sorry. Now I'm done. Go ahead. <laughs> you made me forget all my stuff. Bitch. I don't even, I don't even want to go. Here's Brian, fuck Brian, you. Fuck Why you. I, just have a guilty pleasure. Why do pleasure I hear this so often <laughs> in my everyday life? Just out of guilty pleasures being a romantic comedy, I'm kind of curious if anyone else, like, what their romantic comedy guilty pleasure is. Ooh. What's the movie with Jason Sudeikis where they where he was, like, a sex addict, and he goes, at the very beginning, he goes... Uh, sleeping with other people. And he meets with... He meets the, the I just told you. Sleeping with other people. Yeah, that's You're still describing one. it, and I already told you the answer. Okay, calm down. <laughs> that's a good I've one. I've never heard of that movie. It's a pretty good movie. Here's my beef of the week. Oh, Jesus. And what? It's, and it's related to what you nobody just did, had, but, it's, but it's, it's different. I and thought we were talking about rom-coms. The other yeah, day, we were, we were... I don't have any. Real quick, we're though. Moving, we're moving along. Actually, we got to get out of I'd like to stump the brewer. Is that the other day, like last minute Christmas shopping, as I do, walk into some, you know, frou-frou candle place where every candle's, or no, it was a tea place, same kind of difference. We're going to take something that costs nothing and charge a bazillion dollars for it. Oh, were you at the expensive tea place at the mall around here? Tia yes. Rada? Yeah, it was right by my, it wasn't, no, there's a new one. It's like loose leaf. It's, it's like all of them on the wall are loose leaf. And it's like, they have categories based well, on whatever be kind of shit you do. $97 an ounce. Yes, exactly. And we bought it for like three cents. And there's yeah. a million different smells. Including shipping. A yeah. million smells all coming together for this one funk. <laughs> yeah. And there's, we're trying to get you to forget the fact that this is literally a leaf. It's literally nothing. You're buying nothing. It's like literally you can make tea out of your weeds in the back with more Enjoy flavor. your leaf water, <laughs> idiot. Dumbass. <laughs> Just because it gives you a little caffeine. <laughs> so the, the store is like as big as our Studio One here at Books and Brews. It's like 800 square feet. I don't like how you're going to into this, but somehow they can cram six salesmen on the floor. Like you can't walk a foot without getting someone can like, "What are you looking can for? What are you looking for? What are you looking for?" Just be like, "Can I fucking pick out anything yeah. I want? I look I'm myself? looking for what I want. Yeah. And if you can read my mind, <laughs> fuck you." <laughs> so the worst part is walk in there with a here's the beef: people who even when you give them the answer, they continue with whatever the f- or you confirm what they're about to say and yet they feel like they still have to finish because they're already committed they're like hey have you heard about uh this and you're like yeah i have they're like oh because what i was like, gonna yeah. say was but well, like, i already told you i, I know I, I have an employee so you don't have to continue to, t- <laughs> <laughs> to shout chris you have one employee so we yeah. all know who yeah. it is well he won't listen it's fine that's <laughs> yeah. why i wasn't worried <laughs> yeah. he already hates us so yeah. it's all right shout out chris we love you <sighs> occasionally 
Sometimes. My boy. Do you want me to mark this? That's it. No, I don't care. Okay, cool. <laughs> Again, it's not going to get you. <laughs> you think I don't say these things to Chris? <laughs> you think I don't say these things to everybody? No. So anyway, if somebody tells you... You had me write it on my hat. If somebody... <laughs> I did, but I did that once, yeah. If somebody tells you... Yeah, I know. And you're halfway through the story, like, oh, you told me this before. You go, Shut the oh, fuck I'm up. sorry. Instead of just continuing with the story. Or you're like, hey, do you guys know about... Uh, uh, tea? And you're like, yes, I know everything about tea. <laughs> oh, because what I was going to tell you was, I'm like, I already told you. <laughs> you <laughs> you're going to tell you something about tea that I already know. I already know. So, Fuck you. Have you seen this we got movie? got Leaf Water number one. Sudeikis? Leaf Water number two. Yes, yeah, sleeping, sleeping with other people. It's I've a good seen movie. Sleepy like time it? Leaf Water. It's all right. Yeah, I thought it was your kind of movie. Really? It's just all right? Well, here's here's what gets me about comedy movies is that... It's all formulaic, and I've studied enough like movies in general that they have to have like Sarah gets annoyed with me because I always that so, sounds super annoying. It You're is like my brother. It is so so save the cat. <laughs> he nitpicks all this shit about movies. I'm like just fucking enjoy the movie because he ruins it for everybody else. No, I'm not nitpicking. I just I just think it's it's fun for me to point out the plot like the formulaic plot points. Yeah, it sounds right. an awful so lot it's, like nitpicking. It's not. It's <laughs> not with extra steps. Maybe. I'm not. I'm not picking it out. I just think it's funny to to re, to notice the formulas. So because so save the cat, which I can't remember the author yep. is I know exactly and save the cat about. strikes back like this guy who wrote these books basically the formula that he lays out for movies and storytelling in general is really how every story takes place especially in Hollywood so all of his plot points like literally almost to the minute you can like in the beginning and you'll never be able to unsee this again in the beginning you have to see the main character at work at play and now I can't remember the third thing work play and there's Repeat. a third there's a third one rest no, but in, in some type of conflict was it? No, no, no. It's not. Anyway, the point is, is that <laughs> there's all these points. So at the end, like for example, like like the third act is always there's always the long dark time of the soul, or I'm paraphrasing something like that, where there's always like this defeat moment right before the third act, where people are like, oh, it's over, we're never gonna win, and the movie gets depressing for a second, and then there's always an outside like minor character that steps in and goes, you can do it, it's okay, or they give you a key, or they, they give you something, and then that's, so there has to be a, like some minor character is the one that propels into act three, and then the part that I always love is one of the first points of act three is assemble the team, so the main character Character assembles the team of people. And they make a plan, and there's another like five or six plot points until you get to the end. Like you know, and so we win. So every like every once in a while, like, I always lean over to Sarah and I go, "Assemble the team." And she always, like, <laughs> really gets not annoyed by me, but she actually thinks it's funny, you know. But or I like always to say, so usually you know halfway through is the like no going back where you've committed now to this new whatever it is, like where the stakes have now become obviously no going back. Like someone's gonna die, we're gonna run out of time. There's a ticking time bomb, like those kind of things. And then in the middle of that, between that and Act Three, there's always either a false victory or a false defeat. So like those, mm -hmm. this also, um, we were watching um, on HBO last night again. Argue your face, Girl Next Door, one of my favorite. Guilty, I've heard great, kind of guilty pleasure, heard great but only guilty pleasure when I'm watching it with Sarah. Otherwise, like I just love it. Yeah, like I feel bad where I'm saying like this is an amazing movie. I think it's hilarious. And then we watch it together. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty adolescent humor, but I still think it's really funny. But so in other words, the girl next door when they start to sort of fall in love, and then he's a nerd kind of right, and so the nerd starts to fall in love with this new girl in town right oh, before that's the false victory. Right, so they make out like right before he goes in and his friend in the AV clubs like sit down check this out and they find out she's a porn star mm. and that's so you know you have the false victory before 
you know, you get taken down a peg, basically. Yeah. And then that. Cruel, so anyway. Cruel life. That's my guilty pleasure of the guilty week. Pleasure. So remember this. Whenever you're watching the movies, you can go, false victory. Or assemble the team. Those are the points where you really notice it right away, like those. Save the Cat was actually my book that I had to buy for my screenplay class. Oh, it's great. It's it's. I think if you're, if you're going to write screenplays, it's the yeah. number one. That and also my other favorite, if you're going to read a, a podcast, my favorite podcast is On the Page with Pilar Alessandra. And she wrote a book called um, The Coffee Break Screenwriter, where she literally goes... You can write a scene five minutes a day for like twenty days, and you have a screenplay. So she has a, like the way of breaking that down, kind of in a save the cat kind of format. So save the cat and um, the coffee break screenwriter, my favorite two books. I have a question. I'm not. I'm not that creative of a type to write stuff. Just ask your question. You don't need to announce every time you have a question. So can the I, context is, I'm done. Can I talk? <laughs> yes. So you can. As I and was. You're muted. Oh, sorry. As I was saying. Uh huh. Um, so I don't write stuff. I don't. Okay. I don't create screenplays. Got it. So, for if I were to do that, I would okay. not think that I should follow a set mold that no, everybody totally you should. follows. Mm. Totally should. And here's yeah. the reason why: is because if you don't, yeah, you get 20 pages in, and you're like, now what the fuck do I do? Yeah. Because usually your ideas start to. Ha- the problem is the characters come alive. Yeah. And then when you have good characters in your mind, they start to take control and they write you into a corner. And then you're like, well, now what the fuck do I do? You don't know. So that's why it's really important to write it out to the end. One of my favorite, here's, here's my mini, mini tip of the week Ooh. for you out there. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So what's this? What's one, of my, one of my, I think one of my favorite advice that I ever got in writing is if you have 10 different ideas for different screenplays, what's the best ending? So like you need to think you about. Go backwards. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, you need to think about. Because it's kind of, you know, my buddy Guy, shout out Guy, love Guy a lot. Buddy Guy? My buddy Guy. <laughs> Dude, that's great. That is so, great. So Guy King, I'm going to call him Buddy Guy from buddy now on. Guy? So Guy King, Guy King the Sky King, as I like to call him. Buddy Guy King? Yeah, his dad's name was Sky. His dad's name was Sky King. His name is Guy King. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's amazing, I know. You can't make this up. Yeah, his he's, name is Kid, uh, kid Fly. He, what is his kid's name? Does he have a kid? Uh, yeah, his kid's name is Normal Stuff. I can't remember. What? Yeah, I know, right? He really dropped the ball in that one. Potential. Real quick, I'm going to hop in. My girlfriend has two rel- has two sets of relatives that are Boring. siblings. Named, uh, the first one is twins, Tim and Tom Timmons. <laughs> amazing. Tim and Tom. Tim Timmons. Tim Timmons. Tom Timmons. Uh, the second, oh, the second set, they had, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the last name, but it was... Uh, Leon and Cleon. <laughs> so, moral <laughs> no. of the story, careful. Twins yeah. run to the family. So, <laughs> our names aren't alliterative, but my brother, you know, I'm Jason. And I'm then Jason. the funky boss. <laughs> J- Jason, <laughs> Jason, John, and Josh. So, oh, it's like the Duggars. My mom. All 97 of their kids. <laughs> the same. My mom set herself up for failure because every time she's pissed off, she's like, John, Jason, whatever your name is. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. You motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, basically. My wife has a uh, an aunt and uncle. All, like, they five do? of them have uh, the Both initials BMW. Uh, it is clever. So uh, For all of you, it's always sunny aficionados. We have an employee. She said ingenuously. We have an employee who conveniently named his kid, in correct order, Liam and Ryan after the McPoyles. No idea that that happened, for the record. What? No, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Oh, my God. I think we should shout out to... It makes me laugh inside all of the time. Who should should we shout out? We should shout out out to one of our regulars in uh, Zionsville, Micah. Shout out Micah. Shout out Micah. Shout out Micah. His son's name is Wolf. Oh, yeah. 
That's such a badass is it name. My, no, it's my, Wolf. It's just oh, Wolf. It's actually Wolf. It's Wolf. Wolf. My friend Faulkner. named his kid. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. My friend named his kid Wolfgang recently. <laughs> that was oh. violent. It was Wolfgang, middle name uh, Z. No, yeah. Wolf Faulkner. That's such a yeah. fucking badass name. Well, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about? Because I had something to add to that. Oh, and I can't remember man. what it was. Talking about well, way to go. You're the one who derailed uh, it. Jason <laughs> had a mini tip of the week. Talking about yeah, his buddy guy. You derailed it with your mini <laughs> oh, tip. Oh, buddy, buddy guy. guy. Yeah, I know. He just. Yeah, <laughs> so it looks like we're skipping Stump the Brewer. Yeah, we're going to have to skip Stump the Brewer. Oh. I apologize. Yeah, bump for time. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh I would have won. I would have won. Way to go. What were we talking about, though? I had something. Yeah, I was telling guys something, but I know I can't remember because you totally blew the whole thing up. I did not. Yeah, you did. Bullshit. What was, was Justin talking about something? He was talking about Guy King the Sky King. No, it was Brandon. Brandon is the one that, that dove in with Cle- gonna, Cleon and Leon and Cleon Tim and, and Tom. Yeah, what were That's we talking about? I can about think what about were now. we talking about before then? I don't remember. Shit. I just said that. We we're talking Fair about the um, Save the Cat stuff. What, oh, Guy, guy oh, was. I have something to add. Guy, shut the fuck <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I mean, I, I literally talk, almost had the idea I back in my brain. No, I was totally gone. I got it. So here's the thing. What if your characters start creating themselves and elaborating? And they don't back themselves into a corner. Well, then what you have is you have no plots. It doesn't go anywhere. Right. That's a dumb question. And then well, you just not, how do you know that? I don't, underst- I don't that's understand. That's not a dumb question. I don't understand that's how you're jumping. Normal. Like, what if they create this new genre that somebody else didn't already piece together no, for you? you don't think anyone else has thought of that? There, there's a reason why movies get made is because... You have to have something to root for. You have to have an arc. Mm-hmm. The person who's afraid of snakes has to overcome their fear and go through the snakes in order to get to the, you know Indiana Jones. Like everyone, everyone has to be. Oh, I knew what you were Everyone about. has to be afraid of a thing to get over the fear. Everyone has to have you know. They have, there has to be an arc. Okay, here's that you care about, and you have to care about that person going through it. And there's too many stories out there that are good. Like for example, a great movie that I thought was um, that kind of talks about this exact same thing is adaptation. Have you seen Adaptation? No. Yes. So the movie Adaptation is by Charlie Kaufman? Yes. The movie Adaptation of what? Exactly. So the idea is there's a book called The Orchid Thief, and Charlie Kaufman was hired to write an adaptation for the book The Orchid Thief to the movie. And so he starts out writing the book or the screenplay for The Orchid Thief, and then the screenplay turns into him. He's writing a screenplay of him writing the screenplay for Orchid Thief, and him going to classes, and then he brings his twin brother in to help him finish the screenplay. So the screen, the movie is about him writing the screenplay for the screenplay, and then his it's 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 fucking crazy. I don't know what the word meta means, but that's I think that's what it means. Entirely too meta. It's like yeah. it's like it's like layer 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 inside. And so one of the scenes in that is that he's at um, UCLA, which is like the predominant screenplay. I did know, not know that educational place because it's in Hollywood, right? So, or it's it's near you know it's in L.A. So it's it's um, that explains Reggie Miller's theatrical, whatever. Shut up. So, <laughs> so there's a predominant guy. Can't remember his name. Other King. than other than the guy that wrote Save the Cat, he wrote a book that is like the other like number one screenwriter's Bible type thing. So he's. So Charlie Kaufman is writing the scene of him being in the seminar with this guy, and he stands up and he's and he asks that question like, "I just want to write a movie that's just like a movie. Like, there's no beginning, middle, end. There's no conflict. There's no, you know, like point of no return. There's no assemble the team. There's no fun and games. There's no these things that happen in every other. And there is a scene of this guy who's played by himself, I think, in the movie, like going off on him, kind of like." 
There is conflict in everything. There is brother betrays brother. There is revenge. There is somebody that there is, you know, cheating on your husband. There is, there's so much conflict in everyday life. Like it's impossible to write any human story without conflict, without resolution, without growth, without villains, without like every story is the same story. Like you can't just go, I'm not going to write a story and nothing happens. Like there has to be these things. They naturally there come has out. To be, but maybe not in that specific order or no i don't know it can't happen anything that you can put out there has can be mapped onto onto this now it might be slightly different beats it and, and by beats that's like a, what they say in screenplay in terms of like basically it's like yeah so shout out my baseball days when i was the on-field mc our drink everyone drank our mascots came out to sandstorm that was their so whenever we yeah we had these guys and they would like do like the uh like the in the uh rave kind of like dance is hilarious because they're in bear costumes with like big hula hoop it was our whole thing was like release the bears and they come running down and there's high school kids they're all like stoned off their asses and dancing on the field and it was it was ridiculous it was yeah we paid them pretty good like they deserved it a fucking dime because when it's 100 degrees with 100% humidity and a fucking bear costume oh costume a bear chasing you a bear chasing you I thought you were chasing high school kids I didn't understand oh my god where are we the first thing I said is it was how much have you had to drink hide your kids did someone put shrooms in your God, I hope so. No, oh man. So anyway, well, I still I, I, go see adaptation. It's I'm not, good. I'm not sold. Read on this Save whole, the Cat. Name a movie. What doesn't follow? Well, the, no, no. I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying I feel. Station? I feel like it. If, if all movies follow this, maybe it would be good for a fresh start to break outside. The, the only box. thing. The only. That's all I'm saying. The only things that even like att- the the point of it is like even if you attempt to, you'll fall into it. Mm-hmm. Like it's impossible to get to resolution because mm. at the end there has to be some sort of resolution. Like you can't resolve a conflict that doesn't exist. So or or don't make a conflict, you know. But or don't resolve a conflict. Well, if you don't have you, a conflict, the the screenplay is just going to be boring. I mean, why are you writing to well, begin with? I was going to say it's like what like I think like I guess it'll fall under the journey archetype, but it's like the day in life stories. Like if you ever seen Fruitville Station, it's basically just following this guy. He's not a great protagonist. He's not awful. He's just a person, and at the end, uh, he it just ends. Like, yeah, yeah. But th- again, it's it's the resolution of. You know, there, there's still resolution, and there's still I mean, journey. There's still man art, versus environment, you know? correct? Or man versus himself, which is yeah. still like a journey story, right? Like mm-hmm. the the man versus himself. That's what every coming of age. Like, what's the plot? It's a coming of age tale. There's still something to get over. So even the conflict is internal. That in that in that instance. So I can't get over talking to girls. I can't get over going down the water slide or like talking. You know, like like standing up for myself. Guys. Or standing up for somebody else, or you know, like there's always some sort of arc in some in some fashion. You know, there's a lesson to be learned in some way, and there's no way to like write that. Like you almost like can't even prevent it, you know, because when you're writing about humans, you can't just be like day one I'm standing, and then like eventually something's going to happen where you get like emotions going to get involved at some point, yeah. and where there's emotion, there's conflict, and where there's conflict, there's resolution. Or if you just end the movie with no resolution of the conflict. At, 
that in its of itself is a resolution because it's ongoing. The idea of it is it we have a basically the agreement of the never ending conflict is still a permanent resolution in its own sort of definition. Does that make yeah. sense? No, like, it does. It does. Like because people are waiting. Like oh, how is this going to end? And the ending is it doesn't end, and in and of itself that is still an ending. I don't like it, but it makes sense. It, it took me a really long time to get over that because really, I don't I don't like to be put in a box with no, my creativity I and I, feel like I was seriously would, super yeah. super stubborn about it and then I just I was like you know what I'm just gonna fucking lean into I'm it but that's it. the problem is that it's not a box it's just nature nature yeah. is not yeah. a box like the you know like like the perspective well, I, I always want to break the mold like I feel like like you said like to come up with the next new thing but I think that's but I think that's what I'm saying is that it's, it's not a mold. You know, like it is free form. Yeah, and you the, just fall into somewhere in the, the it spectrum. Just, yeah, so saying that there is conflict, that there is funding. So like the idea is essentially like literally they have it broken down to minutes, like most of the time. So like by minute six, something you know something mm-hmm. exciting or something extraordinary or something happens. By minute twelve, <laughs> you're giving the protagonist a decision: Do I do this thing? Do I not do this thing? By minute twenty, Act Two starts, and that is the fun and game section that's promised by the title. So if you're dumb and dumber, you're going to see a lot of dumb and dumber shit starting at minute 20 as they start. So basically, if you look at dumb and dumber, for example, there starts out at work. It starts and then it goes to them at home and then it goes to them at play. So at play, that's the third one. So home, work, play. Those are the three things you'll see. Something happens and then they're, they got a thing. Okay, we got the suitcase. What do we do with it? Then there's a little bit of debate, and then at minute, and then at minute twenty, they'd make their decision. So you have, you know, so the protagonist has to struggle with what do I do? Do I do this? Do I not do this? And then they make a decision, and then minute the act two, the beginning of act two, the the first half of act two is them doing what the title. If Mission Impossible is the theme, it's them trying to carry out the mission. It's Ocean's Eleven trying to figure out the thing. It's them trying to do the bank heist. And then when they get to the middle of it, some sort of shit starts to go wrong. It's like, oh, there's no turning back now. We're screwed. We're hosed. We're going to get arrested. We're going to do whatever. We can't go back. We've made the decision. Not only have we made the decision, but now we can't go back on the decision. Like, we got to see it through. And then usually sometimes before then, they fuck up, they do whatever, and they're like, we're screwed now. And then someone comes through, and they go... Nah, here's a chisel. Here's a this. We'll help you through. They're like, cool. Then Act Three starts. They assemble the team. They get a plan. They carry it out. And then there's some sort of something at the end. Whether like Reservoir Dogs, they all get shot, you know? Or I don't like it, but I can see how it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's inevitable. Yeah, honestly, it really. And you is. might you might be able to like switch it up. You might be able to move it. Like everyone, it's one of those things where it's no different than. I liken it to teaching. I have a little more time today, so if you guys need to get out of here, I appreciate it. We'll wrap, we'll wrap it up. But I don't have a life, so <laughs> it's I'm a okay. loser. Sweet. I'm a I, I aspire to not have a life. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> that sounds incredible. So um, it's one of those things that when I was, you know, I liken it to teaching or whether you're in business or whether you're anything, whether you're a boss, you get into, if you're the technician, like today we talk about technician going to manager, I'm not going to be the prototypical asshole manager. I'm going to be the nice guy. And then what happens is you get stomped on by your peers and you're like, oh shit, I should have just been an asshole. It would have made it a little easier to make people clean up the toilet if I just would have been an asshole from the beginning. I wouldn't have to like plead and beg with them. Do it, bitch. Don't you know, that. or when I was a teacher, I talked about it in a previous podcast. You start to be too nice to the students, and then they incriminate themselves to you because they think you're the cool teacher, yeah. and now you're in a really tough spot. Um, so you're always... <laughs> Yo, what up, Mr. Werfel? Me and the boys committed some vandalism this weekend. <laughs> you want to hear about it? And that is a 100% yeah. exactly what happens. 
and then I I still kind of feel bad and tell anybody about it. Will you stash these drugs for me? <laughs> yeah, luckily that didn't happen at the very least. Um, so it's the same thing. Like you go in, everyone with fresh eyes goes in thinking they're going to break the mold, and at the end of the day, the idea that you have to get around to is like there isn't a mold. Like the mold is your own viewpoint perspective of the way things work. And at the end of the day, there really is infinite amounts of ways to do things, but we just have to understand like the nature of what we do. Like nature is also infinite, but nature is also what we have to work with. You can't be like, you know, I don't like urinating, so therefore I'm never going to urinate again. <laughs> Bad idea. You can't stop, you know, Bad like idea. it's that's nature. Like that's just the way we're built. Like you're going to have to eventually pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So maybe that's, that's a weird analogy. But that's the best I can come up with well, on the fly. I'm, I'm good with it. So the the point is is, is um, you can do it. You can try to like do it however you want. You're just kind of kind of fall into. Damn it! You can do it. You can do it though. You can yeah. just do it unintentionally. Like for example, the number one example I can think of movie wise is um, everybody wants some, which is Richard Linklater's much later follow up to Days and Confused. Oh, Richard Linklater. I've never yeah. seen it. He's oh, the no, one. Dazed and Confused haunt me when I was in high school. So Dazed and Confused um, was his. Uh, was it Ben Affleck or Matthew McConaughey? No, there was apparently a long-haired kid named Hirschfelder, and that was my nickname for they, four. Oh, fucking years. really? I apologize. Uh, sorry to bring up. Uh, sorry to bring up the past. Yeah, I can see that. So he wrote. <laughs> he wrote a movie um, which I thought was which I thought was great. Number one it involved baseball. If everyone has any beer left, I besides don't. me, I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and so it was a slice of life and I think like when you look at like a slice of life that's the best you can do in terms of like here's a few days in someone's life but eventually there's going to be conflict there's going to be resolution there's going to be many sort of character arcs along the way Um, but I do I do like stories where people don't change I don't think that's realistic to life but I think that's cool because um, in, in an hour and a half it's cool like in terms of people, how they live, like people always have some sort of arc, right? But so everybody wants some is one day. It is, I think, no, maybe it's more than one day. But it's it's definitely the point is is that it's college in the eighties. So unlike it's so um, Days and Confuses high school in the seventies or sixties. I can't remember. I want to say seventies. So this is college in the eighties, and it is college baseball though, which I thought was interesting. I know they had. I guess. Stop base- bringing up baseball. We're all empty. I guess baseball. Baseball was also a plot point in uh, Days and Confused. I forgot about the kid was a baseball pitcher. Three in a row. They're, they're waiting. Yeah, in football, yeah, yeah. they're waiting for his game to get over so they can beat the shit out yeah. of him afterwards. God, that would suck. I know, like he's pitching the and there's anxiety. like waiting for him oh. with the paddles. To like, what do you even? And they're chasing him down on his bike. His friends are literally like, "Sorry, bro." There's no cell phones. There's yeah, his, no. Yeah, his friends are like, "Sorry." Yeah, like, like the people that have your yeah. back are like, "Good luck." I'd be like, "Fuck." So, it's it's an interesting. Uh, so anyway, that's the that's the best I can do in terms of like. It's not really a plot. Yeah. But it is very. You have these it's like you, drinking buddies. If anybody's seen that, that movie I thought sucked. Yeah. A lot. A lot of people did, and I I, 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 I like it took, like I literally tried to sit down like four different times. I liked it, but again, there's there's. It, it, it's extremely. It's just slow. There's not a lot of what you're talking about. Like there's not huge things, and it's there kind of is. There's kind of not, there's zero resolution at the end. Like it's just like you're watching, you're watching, and it just fucking ends. But again, like, that's part of the nothing. That's part of when the person who's writing that. That's part of the art of it. Is my art is 
is no one. The resolution is nothing yeah. gets resolved. Yeah, it's and that's like their, a handful of days in people's lives and just nothing. And that's their expression yeah. of their artistic point of view is yeah. nobody ever resolves conflict. And like I said, in and of itself, that's a resolution. Yeah, it's just <laughs> just resolve to know that nothing gets resolved. Yeah. Yeah. and that is like anyway. The, so anyway, this story is literally just college baseball players. They come into college, the freshmen, you know, figuring his place out. Just like just like days and confused. You have the asshole seniors that want to get drafted. You have one guy who is lying about his age who ends up getting caught halfway through that he's like he'd been skipping around like faking his birth certificate, which is a very real thing. Yeah. Which has also never been kissed thing. I forgot David Arquette fakes being a high school student. Oh yeah. And he goes because he missed his chance to turn pro in baseball. So he fakes oh. so he fakes being a high school student to get back <sighs> on the Baseball team. Farron's gonna be out here yeah. eventually. God damn it! <laughs> and uh, you're trying to get her drunk. You're trying to get me drunk. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, the whole comes back to faking about baseball. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's this the best testament to Farron's commitment right now. She has, <laughs> gone, she has gone one for one with you. That's that's I the know. best I can said, do you in said terms baseball of about ten <laughs> times in the last two minutes. <laughs> that's the best I can do in terms of like kind of a plotless, pointless, yeah. zero character archetype story. But you can still pinpoint those plot points within certain characters within yeah. certain points of the story. Pinpoint those plot points. Thank you. I'm very. I've been very alliterative today. Please don't pop your peas. Well, I'd like to shout out myself. Thanks, Jason. <laughs> Thanks to Jason, the funky boss, the MC Pickles. Thank like Brian. You're all welcome. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, been here, done that. Time How's now? next week's episode? It's really good. Can't I would wait. highly recommend. Very to you. La, 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 spoilers. I have. <laughs> I have the Did best, you watch Black Mirror? I by have the, the next best episode? art. <laughs> I watched all of all of it, in and out, back backwards and forwards. In and out's a good movie too. Is that, no, not in and out. What's in and out. Candy <laughs> Crush. Oh, that's a good movie. Inside Out. That was Inside this idea. Out. Oh, actually, I really do like In and Out. That is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> the I'm burgers. sorry. Yeah. No, the uh, the burgers. The burgers. Ob. Ostrich bites. Brandon. I want to take you. movie. Come on. I want to thank you, the listeners. Smash that like and subscribe for more great content. We put out new episodes roughly every week. Trying to get or a lot all at once. Yeah. Or we'll release a whole season. Shoot us an email at Jason at booksandbrews.com. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you hated. Thanks. Bye. Shout out Farron. Yo, I'm the five foot assassin. I'm the serial killer. I'm the squirrel murderer. I murder things. Captain Crunch. Lock your pants up. She's coming for your cereal. Podcasts are admissible in court. <laughs> she, yes. won't, she won't even eat it. She's uh, going to slay it. Captain <laughs> Crunch. Shout out. Shout out Justin. <laughs> Woo. Waka waka. Hey. Uh, the Foz. Yeah. Fo- oh. hey. The Foz. The Fuzz. The furry one. The fur. Oh, the Foz. The Fuzz. The fur. With the fur. Oh, with oh the triple F. F. It's funny what sticks. Love it. Yeah. Oh, the funny. No, Fuzz Fuzz Fur. The others are at least accurate. What's up, Fur? I like that. It's good. All right. Let me shout out Australia. Shout out China. Shout out India. What's up, Japan? Shout out Germany. Shout out Netherlands listening in. Shout out to Slovakia. Okay. Shout out France. Ooh. Shout out Spain, dude. Oh, what up? What up, Rafa? What up, Miguel? Dude, tell your buddies. We're growing in Spain. Shout out the UK. We got anybody in Finland yet? No Finlands yet. We're working on that. Shout out Canada. Canada. Hey, shout oh. out United States of America. I know a US couple people there. A. Oh, man. We love you all. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it. Like and subscribe for more great.